Pro. Lady, the problem isn't in my pants. Bex man. They just kind of get lucky sometimes. Like they just live their best life. No, not even that. Like uh, every time the guy goes to Meyer, there's like a parking spot that's kind of close. Yeah, but then there's a nail in the parking space. <laughs> yeah, but he like, but it doesn't like pop his tire. He is still has time to like get it patched. No, yeah, it goes through the tire, but it seals the hole, so it's leaking very slowly. You just got to put air in it a couple times a week. Yeah, it's it's not even unfortunate events, just slightly pain in the ass events. But then there's like a fix to it immediately after. Yeah, like it's not anything that's a big problem. Or like he does pop a tire, but like a guy, like a tow truck who just happens to be like a really friendly dude just happens to drive by. He's like, hey man, I got you. Yeah, just helps him. <laughs> it's like, it's not even uh, unfortunate events. It's a series of slightly annoying like happenstances. <laughs> But then he, like, wins the lottery, but it's only for, like, a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. Not even Taxes that. Taxes take like, most of it. It's, like, $45. But that but that pays his rent while he's laid off for a week? You're going too positive with it. Uh, it needs to be things that barely matter. Like, $1,000 would help him out. But if it's, like, 40 bucks, it's like, eh. <laughs> I, could, I could get dinner tonight. Yeah. I could eat out. Anyway, welcome to this issue of Mexmen. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. And uh, this week we're going over Major X number three, uh, Dead Man Logan number seven, X Men War of the Realms number one. Uh, we're going to talk about Champions number five, uh, Deadpool number twelve, Cosmic Ghost Rider number three, Prisoner X number three, Uncanny X Men seventeen, Domino Hot Shots number three, Extremist number three, and we're going over Second Coming, the first five issues. Yes, and sounds we're like we're not a lot. talking about when your girl doesn't stop. <laughs> I'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to add in that drum. Boom, boom. Uh, so I guess I should probably start because I got so much to go over this fucking week. Yeah. I don't know what I want to talk about. Now you just did the lip I'm finger. doing it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we'll just skip Deadpool. But you got to hear it. I got. Uh, it's not fair because I got these big, beautiful lips <laughs> that I can't control them. <laughs> You should put your pants on, Tony, because we don't want to see those lips uh, anymore. My pants are always off. <laughs> this, is, this is going so bad. <laughs> hey, man, I'm following your lead. Why? It's never worked out well. You're wearing the pants. I mean, you're not wearing the pants. <laughs> you're not wearing the pants. I'm not wearing the pants. They're more of, um, I, they're, they're still technically pants. There's just that hole in the middle. <laughs> Assless chaps. Yeah. And to be fair, I have both. Both what? Ashless <laughs> chaps? No, oh, Wayner. What? And lips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna add all of this out. You're a mathematician. He's got Bob's and Vagina. <laughs> it's none of it's usable. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this uh, the, what we've recorded, not my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Flash it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna get in, into Deadpool issue twelve. God, this is fucking terrible. Oh, we don't deserve people to listen to us. Uh, so in Deadpool issue twelve, he's still fighting. Uh, Good night which is their Batman uh, 
parody that they're doing. The one that he killed their family, right? One yeah. of their many Batman parodies. Yeah, but this is like a straight up, you're Batman. But I guess they also did that in fucking... Yeah, so another Batman parody. <laughs> but he's also Daredevilish, And um, so Deadpool, like he keeps on trying to beat on Deadpool. And Deadpool's just kind of slapping him away. He's like, hey dude, I've killed a lot of people. Maybe you should think, what did your parents do for me to have to kill them? Because, like, somebody obviously hired me. True. Yep, so then he smacks him upside the head with the fucking mallet thing. Uh, And the most of the issue is uh, them fighting back and forth. Uh, They get on top of this bus and they're fighting while it's driving. And, uh, well, because the bus hits Deadpool, like, in the middle of their fight. And he's, like, smashed against the glass, Mm -hmm. talking to the bus driver. And he's like, thanks, dude, like... Uh, I know it's probably weird for you to get hit, uh, hit somebody with the bus, but, like, I want to get out of there, so, like, keep driving. Thanks. But then Goodnight, like, is on top of the bus and grabs him and picks him up, and, like, one of the passengers looks at the bus driver, and he's like, why aren't you stopping? <laughs> like, you ran into a guy, and now he's fighting another guy on the roof, and you haven't stopped. And he's like, I, yeah, I don't really know. And he's like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that you're not stopping. I gotta get to my stop. It's just weird that you didn't. (laughs) Um, So, uh, they fight for a while, beat the piss out of each other. Um, It's mostly just Deadpool explaining to him, like, hey, man, like, a lot of people's parents die. Get over your stupid parents. (laughs) Get over your stupid parents. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, uh, my parents are dead. They're not all that smart. They had you, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, and then Weasel arrives and does a, um, a Michael Jackson lean. And I'm not making that up. We'll have to post this picture. He's doing a Michael Jackson lean. Oh, nice. Jesus. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. And, um. Juice. He's like, hey, we're. we're <laughs> Jesus, juice. <laughs> None of it's usable. <laughs> but. Jesus juice is, though. Yeah, Jesus juice. It's just going to be, uh, I'm going to loop you saying Jesus juice for an hour and a half. You just slow it down, make it a little deeper. <laughs> Jesus juice. Um, so, yeah, uh, fucking, he tells, uh, he tells Goodnight not to kill Deadpool. And uh, not yet. And then it kind of, like, goes on to, like, Mephisto watching uh, Deadpool's daughter watch Deadpool in the fight. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm. We're going to be up to something. Oh. And that's how the issue ends. With Deadpool being a sad boy with his daughter watching him while she's being watched by the devil. Oh, wow. Yeah. Sounds almost like a filler issue. No, uh, Scotty Young uh, does a bunch of these um, seemingly one-off issues. This is like the first one kind of like in an arc he's doing. So what do you think? Like, it's not a filler issue? Is that what you're trying to tell me? It's like an actual arc that he's building into. Most of his issues have just been like one-off things, but this is an actual... This is like issue four or something with him fighting Goodnight. But it seemed... I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess I can't say it's a filler issue unless all of X-Force 1 through 5 was a filler issue. Or 1 through 4. To me, they were, but I didn't uh, read them. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like a simple event. Like... Thing that was happening that they decided to go hey let's break this up into four issues i could have seen all of x-force one through four in one issue pretty much yeah not much important happened although what's weird uh just since we're talking about x-force we're not a, a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah cannonball is alive in x-force 
but during uh, Rain's eulogy later in Uncanny, they say Sam's name as if he's dead. I would assume... That's confusing. I would assume the X-Force takes place before um, uh, the fucking events of uh, Uncanny X-Men 10. But that doesn't make sense because they move him away. Move who away? Sam. Remember, we we had this conversation, like trying to figure out how was he on X Force if oh, he was at yeah, the battle. They but did. he gets injured. Yeah, but Scott wouldn't know that. Yeah, but it's not Scott. It's uh, it's uh, Shan when she's given the eulogy. She's the one naming all the people who are supposedly dead. I thought it was Scott. No, yeah. but I mean, maybe she doesn't know it either. Just I, I just thought yeah, it was weird because the I think the only people who would know that he was moved would be the people that were at the fight. Because they moved him and then went back. And now he's just missing, so they just assume he's dead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair. And they, like, he was there, so it would be easy to assume that he died with everybody else. Yeah. I mean, technically, nobody's dead, and they're assuming everybody's dead. Well, in a way, they are dead. Kind of. Yeah. More in a different reality. Yeah, dead to that world. I mean, it makes sense that it would be a different timeline, because Domino's going on at the same time right now. That's a different timeline. Could be, but she doesn't have any of those X-Men with her, so that makes more sense. It's just her and non-X-Men. I guess, but they have Nathan. Nathan? Yeah, Kid oh, Cable. Baby Cable? Yeah. Kid Cable. Nick Jr.? <laughs> no, I mean, in, uh, in Domino and Hot Shots, it was just, it's just her and then other non-X-Men characters. So it makes more sense that that would be going on a- apart from uh, the Age of X stuff. Yeah... But it doesn't make sense because of, uh, it, it's all taking place right after, uh, um, ex- ah, extermination. Extra, yeah. There's so many X and then whatever. There's an, a lot of X things. Yeah. That's also what is really bugging me about Liefeld's Major X. I was X. just going to say that. Yeah, everything, everything is. Ugh. So much X in there? Yeah. It's, it's X everything. It's like that fucking, uh, like how rappers are named now, like triple extension and. Shit, like that just random X's put in there, like, astonishing, Exalted. Yeah, it's stupid shit. There's one now, the existence. Yeah. It's really annoying. That's in Major X, they say that? Yeah. 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 Exalted. I don't know if you said that one. Mm, uh, it doesn't matter. A lot of it. Just one look at that mullet and I'm not reading that book. That gave me enough. There's a, there's a lot of reasons not to read that book. It's not a mullet. It's treads. It's like a droll. a dreaded mullet. It kind of is like a dreaded mullet, a little bit. And like, it's vaguely about Atlantis, but uh, we're not talking about Major X right now. We're talking about whatever you were talking about, X Force, uh-huh. right? Oh, we don't have. I to think we're off X Force. Yeah, we're off X Force. Oh, all right, well that segues nice and easy into Major X. Uh, yeah, Major X, yeah, me and Devin both talked about it. We're getting sour on the book. It's... Yeah. it. Not that it was ever great, but we had some hope for it, and now, man. We'll hope for it in that we expected it to be worse, and then it was like, oh, this is nowhere near as bad as we thought it yeah. was going to be, and now it's getting to, oh, okay, this is what we thought it was going to be. He's well, not even writing it now, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's, no, he's still writing it, he's but he's writing. not drawing it. Oh, okay. But it's a different artist from last week, and this artist is a lot like him in that they're so bad. Yeah. Uh, and this issue starts with uh, Wolverine and uh, Ngoi. <laughs> Playing tag. Ngoi. Uh, they're falling. Uh, they're, like, falling down a thing. In the danger room. 
Yeah, and then uh, McCoy gives Wolverine a massage. <laughs> I swear to God, tell me what that is. He's giving him a massage. <laughs> He's playing tag. He's playing tag. So he like throws him back up and not out of his mouth with his hands. Uh, then Major X pops up with Cable and they got the time slide thing. Fucking uh, yada 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 they're stuff about wet. Atlantis. Uh, yeah, they're they're fucking soaking in it. Um, something about Atlantis. Beast gets shot. Uh, Dreadpool. They officially named him Dreadpool. I don't know if they named him oh that before. Uh, because ah, fuck you, Liefeld. You created. Uh, I feel like he created Deadpool now so he could make an evil version called Dreadpool. Uh, they fight. A dead Eye Dick. I want to punch him just because he named a character Dead Eye Dick. Yep. Yeah, well, fuck Liefeld for a lot of reasons. Uh-huh. Uh. Major X, like, points a gun at Dreadpool. Uh, some weird fuckery happens. He gets thrown. His head busts into a wall. And then uh, they find out that the dude that they've been looking for is actually helping the bad guys. That's the book. That was a great fucking overview. Thank you. Yeah. I could I know hear and that. see the passion you have for the... <laughs> I know, I know you guys are fucking around, but that probably was, like, my best... I actually wasn't there. fucking around. I liked it. <laughs> I've been trying to get mine a little less... I get too caught up trying to, like, say everything that happened in the book. Every little thing. I hate... I have the opposite problem where I, I don't want to talk about it at all. <laughs> I hate how catty Beast is being in that, though. Where he's like, maybe I'm your McCoy. McCoy. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> don't call him Beast. He's McCoy. <laughs> McCoy. <laughs> There's one point, too, though, where he gets hit... And I think it's Wolverine, or it's uh, Major X, one of the two. And they turn to him and they're like, "Hey, are you are you Umgoy?" <laughs> That's how I read it. But but he was just like, but he said, you know, McCoy, right? But with a question mark. <laughs> so I, I read it as Umgoy. Umgoy. <laughs> it's so stupid. They got blasted into the wall. Oh, it was Major X. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Reifeld, stop. <laughs> Reifeld. Reifeld, Reifeld. Rob Reifeld. Ryan Reynolds. It did poo. Oh, God. Stop naming characters. Let somebody else name your characters. And write your stories. And he's, draw your stories. I don't know. He's Just stop. <laughs> I don't care. Put your name on it. I don't give a fuck. Just be the big picture guy or he's something. He's just don't. so like late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, and I feel and like he's, he's tried. There. He was bad then. Dude. He's trying so hard to be modern, but then he comes with the mullet. I'm like, dude, you just showed your colors right there. He like he's trying to be like a what? He likes hockey. It's he's hockey like, I'm gonna remove the shoulder pads, keep the mullet. He's trying to be the cabin in the woods, Rob Liefeld, where like uh, instead of just making his standard Rob Liefeld stuff. He's making it, but he's trying to be tongue-in-cheek and be like, oh, like Rob Liefeld does this, doesn't he? So I'm doing my Rob Liefeld thing, and he expects it to be good, but it's not Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods was good, because Rob Liefeld didn't fucking make it. <laughs> in my head, I'm just thinking of his name as Lob Liefeld now. <laughs> I know, I keep thinking his, his name's like Wob or something. <laughs> Lob Liefeld. <laughs> uh... uh you want to get into Dead Man? Dead Man, <laughs> Dead Man Wogan. Wogan. Um, no. Wait, oh wait, how many books do you are you covering? Four. Okay. I've covered two of them. Um. So I got Dead Man Logan and Cosmic Ghost Rider still. Okay. I can do Domino right now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that Domino, right? 
You guys read it? No. No. What? <laughs> Are you talking fuck? to the audience? <laughs> talking to you guys. <laughs> talking to you. I'm All trying right, so- to figure out what's uh, what's going on with Devin and his um, his Greek landlord attire right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot in here, bro. <laughs> I know, it is. Your, your hair is like slick backed and you got a fucking black wife beater on. You're like, hey, what's the rent? It's not. It's an Akatsuki tank top. I, I went to do. I went to do like a landlord voice, and I was the, an alien from Men in Black. Yeah, I thought you were. Uh, what's his name? Watu. because he kind yeah. of is just a landlord type. Yeah, pretty much. He is, but he owns slaves. Yeah. Yeah. It's and dark. it's wrong. It's it's wrong. It's, it is wrong. It's wrong. It yeah, slavery is bad. It is. McCoy. McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> so last uh, domino we left off so they're going after that celestial tech or whatever and tony stark's also going after it so i guess he decided to knock their ship or take over their ship in order to do it but domino gave diamond back the order like blow this fucker up so she does they're crashing tony stark figures it out that they're crashing and they're all gonna die so he sends his drones up there to stop the crash they don't get there in time they're still gonna crash and all die but Outlaw's got that celestial power because she punched one in the face. She ends up powering up all those drones from Iron Man and gives them enough boost to where they don't die when they crash land. That's, that's great. Yeah, it was great. Out, <laughs> Outlaw's actually dope. I'm liking her with the uh, the celestial tech power because she was already the biggest badass of the team. <laughs> Devin's a little thrown off right now because I was doing the fucking head bob from Night at the River Rocks <laughs> And he can't breathe right now. Uh, of course. So, uh, so Black, Tony Stark and... Tony Stank and yeah. the rest. Yeah, so they end up getting saved, but Black Widow's on the team right now, the hotshot. So she tells Tony Stark, like, fuck off, basically. I try to find a better way to say that, but that's basically what she said. And he says, okay, I will. She I'll does, help you guys out. She's not love him 3,000. No. Or she told him, like, you know, as a friend, let me take care of this. You look genuinely... You, you stick out of it. Devin looked genuinely hurt when I said that. <laughs> that was, Your mind. Because that was such a heartbreaking moment. <laughs> it was. Dude, I love that picture. You saw the picture I sent yes, you, right? Yes, I did. <laughs> it's, uh, it shits it's, all over that yeah, moment. It's uh, the How dare they girl, shit on that moment? It's the little girl saying, I love you 3,000. And then it's Andre 3,000 going, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm all for that. Yeah. I'm cool with that. So, Tony Stark agrees he's going to help. He's going to give them the coordinates of the Celestial Tech um, and fix their ship. So, we got the drones fixing the ship. Meanwhile, Diamondback is banging Wade Wilson. Deadpool. A Deadpool. A Just Deadpool. because. Ryan Reynolds. A Deadpool. So, yeah, they're banging for no other reason than to bang. They go, they go to get That's the Celestial the Tech. the best reason to it, bang. Yeah, it really had nothing to do with it, but it, it ends up coming into play later. So, they're all, they get some motorcycles from Tony Stark so they can go stop the Celestial Tech. And uh, there's three signatures, he says, chasing the Celestial Tech as well. They don't know what it is. Domino sees it, and she's like, oh, damn. They're Sentinels. But they didn't even look like Sentinels to me. They look like big-ass, you know, the AIM suit, the yellow yeah. weird scientist suit? They're yeah. like three of those, but huge. Didn't they have uh, Didn't they have something like the opposite of that? Didn't they have, like, uh, Iron Man Sentinels that you could, like, climb in? Uh, it's a, it's definitely like a, it's an AIM Sentinel. It doesn't look like Iron Man. It looks like an AIM. But... Basically, because they don't look like Sentinels, I didn't think they were. But Domino was like, Sentinels, immediately. Maybe that's why she spelled it out. Yeah, maybe. Because I was still like, what? They look like AIM to me. And then turns out they are AIM. But one blast the crap out of Outlaw. One blast the crap out of Outlaw. And it kind of turns into... It reminded me of that Days of Future Past blast that Wolverine took. 
when he died. Days of Future Blasts. Yeah, because just the scene shot, it was like that. It looked like she would have died, but she ends up getting humongous. Like, she just grows like Giant Man and fights off these three Sentinels because she's got the Celestial Tech. Destroys the Sentinels, and they're like, you know, what's going on with her? She's, you know, got that Celestial Power, and then Domino puts the pieces together. Oh, yeah, she punched Makarov, who is the kind of the center of the Celestial Tech. He's the one who touched it in the first issue and got the Celestial Tech. Outlaw punched him in the face, bare hand, so now she's got it. They put the pieces together. The infection spread between everybody. And that's why the Deadpool banging comes into play, because now Deadpool's got it, too. I did, too. But I, I kind of didn't like it because I wanted Outlaw to be the only one with it. And now that everybody has it, you know it's just going to go away. They're all going to lose it, because they, they all aren't going to be powered with Celestial Tech. And that is that. It ends with all them going, oh, shit, we're <laughs> Celestials now. And that's the way the news goes. <laughs> <laughs> So, you, uh, you want to go over War of the Realms? Yeah, uh, I think I should just do them both back-to-back since one kind of leads into the other. Uh, so, starting with Uncanny, War of the Realms. Um, well, if you're going to do Uncanny and War of the Realms, we should probably... Well, Champions take place after. Are you going to do all three of them? Uncanny takes place after all this. Technically, War of the Realms Uncanny happens or before bef- last Uncanny. Four. That's what I'm saying. It happens before yeah. Last Uncanny. Yeah, because Rain's there. And yeah. Obviously, she can't be. If it was after. Don't hit the fucking table. Did I hit the table? Somebody hit the table. My hand's on my knee. Might have been me. Who knows? You'll never <laughs> <laughs> it's you. We're going to have to start recording this on the ground, like laying down. Like, this cross applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Uncanny... Uh, War of the Realms is pretty great. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's the Justin style of yeah. reviewing. This is a solid, solid book. Uh, it is pretty great. Uh, so anyway, the X-Men are on another... Seven out of five. They're, they're on another mission to uh, clear off... like Because they, they have a whole list of people that they have to take care of yeah. before the X-Men Martyr. disband... All together. Well, no. Apparently, it's just been taking prisoner. Yeah. Or sometimes just being teams with them. Almost sounded like because most of the time they've just teamed up with the people that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I don't. I still don't understand Dark Beast being like on their team. It's because they they need somebody smart and they didn't have anybody smart. <laughs> but like he's also pure evil. Yeah, but he's like wicked smart. <laughs> I've had enough of Beast, I tell you. <laughs> and dude, that was a great part of Community, by the way. When they do the uh, the uh, Goodwill Hunting, <laughs> and Abed tells Troy <laughs> the uh, what he looks forward to most is looking over and him not being there. And then they go like, into you're class. You're a bad friend. <laughs> and he's in a different seat. And he's like, can you believe what he said? He said the best part of his day is hoping I'm not there next to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? I was doing good with a <laughs> No, but, uh, but Dark Beast being a fucking asshole, Wolverine comes out with nice clothes on, and he's like... Yeah, uh, but that's uncanny, man. Yeah, but they feed into each other, like you just said. And you were talking about how One much of an asshole Dark Beast one. is. Yeah. yeah. And as to support your point, <laughs> Wolverine comes out with a fucking uh, suit on, he's like, man, if I knew you cleaned up so nice, I would have killed her earlier. Yeah, and then he almost stabs him in the face. He's like, I'll shut up now. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He's got a plan. Dark, Dark Beast. Beast? Oh, yeah. obviously. He's yeah. not going to take that shit from Wolverine. Well, did you see one of the upcoming covers for Uncanny is them in like a syringe that Dark Beast is holding? It's like Wolverine and Cyclops and Havoc, I think. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So, looking forward to that. Cool. I'm looking forward to the next one. <laughs> uh, well, I'll get into that later. Yeah. I was going to say something. Yeah, because it's way ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, hurry up and... <laughs> so, a Cyclops has a team. This is right after he got shot in the face. So, he still isn't supposed to be using his power. Um, and he says that. He's like, hey, so I, I'm just sort of along for the ride. But hopefully, we have enough power in this team to take down these two guys. Which one was like Orphan... Maker, orphan maker, and an egg dude. <laughs> yeah, and they're like kidnapping kids. Oh, is it Nanny? Nanny and the orphan maker. I don't know. Is that the name of the egg guy? Is it a guy or a girl? I don't know. It's just an it's it's an egg that uh, Madrox is like. I got the egg, <laughs> and then it's just like all of him trying to smash the egg with a bat. And then there's a, there's a cool there's a funny line where he's like, they yeah that guy. Uh, uh, there's a cool line. Where he's like, you can't get beat by the egg. They don't make statues out of people who get beat by eggs. <laughs> and then one of the other Jamies is like, why do you want a statue? And then the first Jamie uh, answers, I'm just saying don't die. And then the last Jamie is like, then just say that. Stop trying to be clever. So it's like a cool, like, his own psyche's arguing with himself. Nice. As they're running into battle. And, uh, and Havoc's there, uh, Mirage, Danny, if people don't know, because most of the time she's just called Danny. Yeah. I even called her. Or Moonstar. They like, yeah. never say Mirage almost. Yeah. I mean, but her last name is a, practically a cold name. It, yeah, they should have just kept it, Moonstar. Dope. Yeah. Uh, and then Reigns with them. Like Telford Porter. Oh my Such God. Such a dumbass name. <laughs> right? Fucking Vanisher. Uh,. <laughs> By the way, if you don't know this, listeners, Vanisher's real name is Telford Porter. Yeah, it's stupid. That's you your Brad Pitt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't turn invisible. No. Oh, and how did that... Actually, it started... Like, they were creeping up on the the cabin that they were in, and Cyclops is, like, laying down what the plan's gonna be, and Havoc's just like, oh, okay, and blows up the whole cabin. And Havoc's like, being a real dick lately. Right? And, uh, they... They start fighting, and uh, right away, Orphan Maker's coming at Cyclops, and Danny's like, I got him! And then she's like, wait a minute, what's that sound? And then doesn't shoot, and Cyclops is like, guys, anybody, anybody here, like, this dude's about to hit me. <laughs> Which is also weird, like, hit him first. Yeah, but he <laughs> like they, wasn't supposed to use his optic blast. No, I know, but like, punch him. Because later he straight up elbows like a troll in the face. And also, he, when in Champions, he fucking oh, just yeah. shoots his face off. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's more because Zub wasn't thinking about it and fucking Rosenberg was. Also, how are you going to have Cyclops in a book and not have him use his optic blast? Yeah. Or just kick ass. I mean, with the martial arts. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he does later. But anyway, Wolfsbane comes in and just beats the shit out of... Which also, uh, they're Orphan rarely Baker. calling her... Uh, Wolfsbane. Yeah, it's just rain. rain. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so she goes to Magic, who got knocked down, and is like, hey, Magic, whisper in your ear real quick, and then they just dip. Hey, little <laughs> whisper in your ear. <laughs> yeah. Where do you see my dick? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All of earlier was the unusable, and now you can just 
whisper. <laughs> like what does a reference it. towards something. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's the Wu Tang Clan. I'm aware of who it is. Anyway, uh, I thought it was the Yin Yang Twins. Yeah, I was about to say it's yeah. actually the Yin Yang yeah, Twins. Yeah, yeah, Yin Yang Twins. Yeah. I was getting confused because man, Yin Yang and Wu Tang. Yeah. yeah, no, it's Yin Yang Twins. Uh, you see my dick? No. <laughs> you guys. Means no. <laughs> Hurry up, go. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Anyway, they beat them, and Jamie's like, "I wish someone would have told me the egg guy was the harder guy." <laughs> Well, also, he's an egg, so... Shell. Yeah. I don't think there's any Humpty Dumpty jokes, either. No. You know what no I... No crack and egg? Crack and egg jokes? No. Iceman wasn't there? No. Hey, the cheesy dude, jokes aren't no, there? No, like, man, did I have egg on my face, or... <laughs> so, they, they beat them, and immediately... They scrambled them. Like, Scott and uh, Alex are arguing, and Jamie's like, Hey, guys, am I the only one who noticed we won here? And... Rain's like, you guys shouldn't be, like, bickering or whatever over whose fault it is. We just got to figure out what happened to the, the other guys because they just dipped in the middle of the fight. And Magic shows up, and she's like, hey, we got to go save Danny. And they're like, save Danny? Where'd you guys even go? Because that doesn't make any sense. Um, also, Havoc blames Scott for his leadership. And he's like, you didn't even listen to the guy. When yeah. he was telling you what to do. Like, you can't, like, not <laughs> listen like, to the you guy You should have controlled me better. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Uh, and they're like, all right, well, let's go rescue Danny. And then they show up in uh, Queens. And it's filled with dark elves and frost giants and all sorts of shit. And they're like, whoa, what the fuck did you just bring us into? Because they have no idea that the rest of this invasion is going on. Um, and Magic's like, yeah, I don't know where she is. And Scott's like, well, why did you guys come? And she's like, uh-huh. Danny no. just said she had to come here. And I trusted her. And he was like, well, dick move. Uh, but okay. Yeah, we don't have Telford Porter here. And he's he's thinking uh, that they need to like find some sort of cover first and assess the situation and get into like uh, rendezvous with like the god characters and stuff, assuming that they're there. Because they have no idea that they have already lost. That they fought that battle and it didn't go well. Um, and he's like, alright Magic, I need you to go back and get the rest of the team. Because we're going to need everybody here if we're going to do this to find Danny. So she does and while she's gone, they get attacked. And while they're attacked, the street caves in and they lose one of Madrox's dupes and uh, Rain. It falls into the sewers and Magic comes back. With Hope, Banshee, and coming back with Banshee was dope. Because they had that frost giant. Because they're running on the street. And Scott's like, quick, Alex, do something stupid. And Alex blows a hole through a building for them to run through. But then when they get on the other side, just a giant frost giant. Repetitive. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Havoc then shoots, shoots the giant and nothing happens. And he's like... That was everything. I don't know how to take this guy out. And Scott's like, ah, fuck, well, magical creatures play by different rules, I guess. And then Banshee just shoots, like, tunnels right through and out the giant's mouth. That was a dope panel. This is still zombie Banshee? Yeah. Oh, did you not read uh, Uncanny War of the Realms? No. Dude, it's awesome. I'll have to check it out. So it's just War of the Realms. War of the Realms is dope. Yeah, but War of the Realms is kind of like a preview book to a certain extent 
Like, it's all these, like, side teams, and you're catching glimpses of what they're doing, but yeah. you're supposed to read their well, books. Because War of the Realms is, like, a, culmina- a culmination of everything that has been built up since, like, 2012. Yeah. So it's, it's like, oh, uh, it's what Jason Aaron's Thor run has been building to the entire time. Is this going on at the same time Age of X is going on? Is that why Danny disappeared to go there? This is going on, yeah, during the same time as Age of X, but why so, would Danny disappear? <clears throat> Because Danny's in Age of X. No, she isn't. Yeah, she's in. She's a prisoner. How is? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was confusing. Yeah. Because there, are, there are two Dannys. That is a, a thing that they have an issue with. But didn't you say, Tony, that there was some like they have duplicates for some reason? I said that. Or that there was. Oh, yeah. um, okay, Justin Tape. <laughs> it had to, well, I had no idea what you were talking about. Well, cause, yeah, I, I brought it up. It had to do with Dead Souls. Okay. The new mutants, because they were getting, they got like duplicated due to the techno organic virus or some shit. But this Danny has nothing techno organic, and I take it that one doesn't either. No, well they did, but uh, Dark Beast got rid of it all. Yeah. Because it turned out to just be Warlock, and now Warlock is mainly inside of one of the dupes of Jamie. Weird. So much yeah. Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so but, champions, right? Is what you're gonna do next, or? Well, no, not quite. I'm, I'm right. almost there. Uh, crap! What happens? I just lost my my train of thought. He's so close. <laughs> He's right there. Oh, so they, she brings back uh, Hope, uh, Chamber, and Banshee, and Cyclops is like, "Where's Logan?" And Magic's like, "He was already gone," because obviously he's doing the other stuff for War of the Realms. He's with Cap's team. On Jotunheim. Traitor. Yeah, right? Yeah. Always always joining Cap instead. But uh, they're like, hey, where's Rain? And it's like, oh, she fell in the sewers, but we need to get out. And this is kind of a dick moment for Scott where he's like, yeah, fuck her. We don't know if she's alive. Well, we to- <laughs> maybe he read the Uncanny Sixteen. <laughs> he's like, we need to like, find some sort of shelter for ourselves first because it's crazy out here. And also, aren't we supposed to find Danny? Uh... And then Magic's like, ah, screw this. And she just jumps down. And then there's a funny moment where uh, Scott's like, wait, aren't they supposed to be prisoners still? Why'd you bring them? And Hope's like, I'm a part of the team. He's like, well, you're not a part of the team. And she's like, oh, you're still holding that grudge? It's like, well, you shot me in the face when I was trying to stop you from assassinating someone. So it's a decent-sized grudge. Yeah. (laughs) Give me a week. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And then she's like, oh, well, I'm going down to the sewers now, too. And he's like, I just told you not to. And he's like, well, I'm not on your team, remember? And she just... <laughs> You're not the bike him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you can ground me when I come back. Uh, and so to her save and Chamber, Rain. Yeah, her and Chamber go down to save Rain. And when they get down there, um, they do. They, they stop a bunch of those dark elves. They just, like, burn them up, um, saving Rain and the other Jamie. But... They don't know where magic is down there. And suddenly, uh, Hope starts manifesting a mutant's powers, and it's obviously Sunspots. But they don't reveal that it's Sunspot down there. Um, Real quick, speaking of Sunspot, was mentioned in Endgame. He was, was he? Mine. What? <laughs> he was, I didn't hear him. Not mentioned, but he was on the wall of uh, Robert DaCosta, was one of the names on the wall when Scott Lang was checking it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, vanished. Nice. It's Roberto, yeah. though. It is Roberto. 
Robert. <laughs> goes by Bobby. He goes by Bobby. Not Boberto. <laughs> Boberto. Yep. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, this is like the worst cover I've ever done for a book. Uh, Scott's like, okay, now they're all fucked. We really need to get out of here because there's even less of us. And uh, Karma at that point is like, hey, are we not going to help them? And Scott's like, look, they all made their choice. They're down there. Uh, if Rain's going to get saved, Magic and Hope are going to save her. Otherwise, we need to get off the street and find somewhere we can maneuver better. And then they're attacked again and are uh, by like these flying dogs, which is kind of funny too because Havoc's like, they got flying dogs now. And he's like missing, trying to shoot at them. And then one of those energy arrows hits them, and it turns out to be uh, Mirage, and she's like, and she's all dressed in her Valkyrie suit, and is like, "You guys shouldn't have come here." And it's like, well, obviously they all, no one should have gone there. Uh, and Scott brings up how they need to uh, find the God people, and then she's like, "No, that's not gonna happen." I, I answered the call when it came from Odin, but I was too late. The rest of the Valkyries are already dead, and. You yeah. see them in the street with a bunch of dead Pegasus. And, and because of that, they're just handing out Valkyrie badges, like, everywhere. Yeah, well, she was a Valkyrie, though. Yeah, but they're, like, she's not the only person becoming Valkyrie. She also didn't be... I don't know if she got her powers back in imbued, like, as a Valkyrie. I'm assuming she did, because, um... Or, like, the call came with the power boost? Yeah, because, like, Jane Foster's gonna be Valkyrie, too. Yeah, being alluded to, but right now everyone's still treating her like, "Oh, Jane, you holding your spear." You're I thought she died. Seriously, what are you talking about? She's the all mother. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like they're taking her pretty seriously. Yeah, but that she, in the sense that, like, oh, you're the one delegating and you're in charge of here, but stay where it's safe. Like she wasn't given armor or anything to protect her. She's still wearing her same cardigan and scarf. Like she gets stabbed, she gets stabbed. Like. Uh, how dope was Daredevil as the... Oh, right? As the Watcher? Yeah. Not the yeah, Watcher. The watcher the, uh, uh, as Heimdall, but not really, because he's yeah. hearing the, everything. Uh, the, the Seer. Scene. The yeah. All-Seer. Oh, that's yeah, nice. More like the All-Hearer, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Random side note, since you said Watcher, Daredevil is the Watcher, even though that's not what you meant. Um, I'm reading Exiles, and they got Nick Fury, old white Nick Fury. He's being like the unseen. Yeah, the I, man on the wall. Yeah, but... Uh, Every single issue, it's like Claremont wrote that in the 70s. Every single issue, they say the same exact thing. Like, they're trying to catch you up to speed. He says the same thing, same paragraph every time. I am the unseen. I must see everything and do nothing. Like, dude, shut up. We know. Yeah, because he, um, you read Original Sin, right? He's the unseen, not the unheard. Maybe. So you never read Original Sin? (laughs) No, I I possibly Uh, did. Doesn't stick out to me. It ends with because uh, the Watcher dies at the beginning, and it ends with Nick Fury taking the place of the Watcher. So he's kind of got a. That's why he's saying they're saying the lines about him, like he can never interfere and blah blah blah. Even though yeah. the Watcher did it all the fucking time. But they changed that he's now not a Watcher anymore though. Since when? Because the Watchers chained him to that. He's got a. He's like chained and forced to watch. He can't travel places like a Watcher can. Yeah, but they chained him there to force him to be the Watcher. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he killed the Watcher. Yeah. He's like, he has to be what a Watcher really is, and they can just pretend to be Watchers. Because they just show up and interfere whenever they want. Well, he was like, uh, he was, they called him the man on the wall, and he was like, uh, 
killing any alien threats before they could get to Earth. And he, uh, the Watcher saw him do something, so he killed the Watcher so that nobody else would find out. Oh. Yeah. And then uh, Bucky became the new man on the wall or whatever. Yeah. Because someone had to be the murderer of the universe or whatever. Yeah, but now he's, like, riding around with somebody, right? Because he had the two-in-one books, and then not, then he had a quick thing of uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't I, there a Winter I, I Soldier right now? Uh, there was. I think it's just five issues. I think it's a miniseries. But. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, Champions, though. Yeah. So Champions kind of picks up uh, chronologically right after the X-Men do find Shelter. And uh, it starts with, like, uh, Miles. He's in somewhere. He's at the... He's at uh, the woman's house of uh, the girl he failed to save because yeah he went back and uh, Mephisto offered him because Miss Marvel and uh, Viv Vision died so um, he offered him to go back to right before they died and uh, he could save them both so he does but he forgets that he saves a girl during that time and she dies and he feels guilty so he's talking to her mother. Yeah, but he doesn't reveal that, oh, by the way, I did save your daughter. Yeah. I just made a deal and then forgot to do it but again. But does take his mask off in front of her. Yeah. He feels super guilty. And then she's showing him pictures of, like, the photography her daughter did. And then they both cry. Uh, and then oh, the artist was super sure to define all the lips of all the black characters in that issue. Yeah, Miles did not look good in that. No. no none of them. Him, uh, Patriot, or, uh, who else is in it? Uh, every, every young character is in it, if you start naming all the... No, I mean of all the Power Man. male characters. Oh, yeah, Power Man. That's the other one. Or no, is, he's Hispanic. Power Man? Yeah. Really? Or yeah. is he just like Miles, where he's half Hispanic, half black? I, th- I think he's just Hispanic. Yeah, sure. He just looks almost exactly like Luke Cage, with hair. He does, but I think that's just because they want him to be Luke Cage. Yeah. Uh, I could have swore he was just Hispanic, but I couldn't. Either be way, every character with dark skin was sure to be drawn with huh. really <laughs> you notice, profound lips. I got to point this out. So everybody, there's a, a page in here where everybody's fighting, um, and Power Man is not. He's just looking really hard. He's yeah. not fighting anybody. Yeah. He's, he's watching Cyclops shoot all those guys like, wow, he's just, that's cool. He's got his hands down and his face out, and he's not doing anything. He's about to catch one on the chin yeah, yeah. all across the face. He's absorbing all their chi. Maybe. Yeah, his power is so stupid. Anyway, uh, Miss Marvel is in Australia, and they're taking on all these trolls, and she's contemplating, like, how disastrous everything has been for the champions, how Not the first Nova- time she's fought trolls either. How how Nova's abandoned them, how seemingly uh, Miles has abandoned them, uh, how her and Amadeus are feuding now because he knew about the timeline where in which they were killed and that they were saved and never said anything. Uh, and now he's off with the Agents of Atlas, which I haven't read that. Um, but just talking about like how her world's kind of falling apart and now she's surrounded by all these new characters that she doesn't really know that well and she's supposed to lead them and is feeling insecure and how she wished she could talk to any one of the originals. Which is weird because Viv is an original. She's there. But I also guess like she's also a robot so she doesn't really count, I guess, to a certain degree. Like she's more analytical and less compassionate. 
or whatever. Uh, <clears throat> but it's just well, setting she, up that she she was, Scott's but they home. made her more, uh, uh, more compassionate. Yeah, I or maybe they just aren't close, yeah. and that even and like she Riri's she spent gone. time as a human too. Yeah, um, and Riri's gone for some reason, isn't it? Because Viv's like a lesbian, and so was coming on strong to her. I think um, not necessarily a lesbian. Cause I think she just uh, she's well, trying she's not, everything. She's not interested in uh, dudes. What? Well, no, but she expressed that she liked her, like Riri. So she's close to being homosexual. Well, closer yeah. to being homosexual than heterosexual. It it's just she's always come off to me like she um, <laughs> she was not like necessarily sexual she was just really curious about human sexuality and wanted to try it yeah but what i she likes riri though she's in the she wants to be with riri so she is sexual toward her yeah uh, like her getting into like her initially trying yes but then she found something she liked she katie parried it yeah she fucked russell brand <laughs> no kissed a girl and liked it liked, liked it, it. <laughs> yeah okay that's the line. Like is it. that the one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, you put too many D's in that. I know. I know it's Katy Perry, I, so I, you gotta like, add some it. extra D's. But is there ever too many D's? I leg was on with it. Anyway, uh, uh, starting a really bad movie. The Pest was a great movie. Uh, yeah, I know Mario and Luigi. I like The oh, Pest. I know. Yeah. Nobody liked The Pest. It's I like The Pest. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Hey man. With Paul Rudd. I bite my thumb. Maybe not at you, but I do bite my and thumb. And Jamie Kennedy? I know those lines. Some of them. <laughs> anyway, uh, Power Man and the kid who's teleporting. I, I'm spacing on his name. They show up at that stadium in Queens with all these medical supplies. And the X-Men are like, whoa. And he calls them Blaster Boys. Uh, Cyclops and Havoc. When he sees them, he's like, oh, hold on, Blaster Boys, we come in peace. And yeah, I think like, we wanted to be really cool. Okay. Uh, and they're like, how did you know we were here? It's like, someone hashtagged us that you needed help, so here's the help. Yeah, they said X-Men needed medical supplies, so they brought the medical supplies. And they mentioned they were champions, and Scott's like, champions, you say? Yeah. <laughs> and then he hears, like, Miss Marvel's having Too a hard shed, time. you say. <laughs> he hears Miss Mar- Marvel's having a hard time, and so... Uh, he has the kid who teleports port him to Australia so that he could help them out. And then he gives Miss Marvel a pep talk. And he's like, hey, I remember everything. Because, you know, stuff happens in time travel. And I got my kid memories. So you're not alone. And she's like, oh, grateful and hugs him. And they beat up a bunch of trolls. And then he gets ported back to that stadium. And Havoc's like... Hey man, where were you? We could have used you. I mean, thankfully nothing happened, yeah. but it could have happened. He's being such a bitch. And your team, I thought we were supposed to be a team. And Scott's like, yeah, exactly. My team needed me. Yeah. And that's the end. I loved, my favorite part of that book was um, you get to see, like, Miss Marvel, how terrified she was of older Cyclops. And um, the second that he she actually meets him, She's just filled with admiration. Yeah. Or, in like, not even, like, of him specifically, but just what she heard of him. Yeah. Because of how everything was spun. That, like, she heard he went from a stoic leader of the X-Men to uh, a radical extremist who was willing to, like, step on everyone he could if he had to, you know, well, she's get what he wanted. human, too. Yeah, so. exactly. So Worst she was on the other side of that war. 
It, like, uh, they had a good two full pages of her just admiring him. Yeah. She's like, wow. Like, I thought he was, everybody said he's kind of a terrorist, but he's pretty great. Yeah, turns like, out. Super nice guy. It turns out that's America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, Captain America is America's ass. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nice. Well, that's like with Miss Marvel's character, though, because she's always like a she geeks out for the superheroes. She's so. she's a fangirl. Yeah, I mean she's called Miss Marvel for a reason. Yeah, but when I say it's not her first time fighting trolls, because not only the D and D reference she makes, but one of her um, enemies is like an internet troll. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you want to go into Uncanny or? Oh, uh, we, we still have, have more, more to stuff cover, to yeah. cover. Dude. Yeah, we have a lot more to cover. Well, I didn't know we were going on. I still got last. Dead Man Logan, and uh, we still got a lot of. Well, stuff. Well, yeah, to I'm do. not talking about. We should actually get through this a little bit faster. Yeah. Yes. How um, how much are we into it now? Yeah, I you. Just, I didn't, I, <laughs> you asked, and he's going to sign language you back. Uh, so I'll get into. Uh, you know the thing is too. I could have just signed it in the first place. Yeah. And I was going to, but you asked the question. Uh, so I'll get into Dead Man Logan number seven. I'm reading it now as we're... Uh, this was... This whole series has been pretty dope. Especially for a uh, 12-issue series. Because I thought, like, 12 issues, man, they're going to have to, like, really try to space everything out. But uh, this was kind of a bottle issue, too. Where, like, they don't really go anywhere. It's just... Like he a arrives, filler issue? No, not a filler issue. A bottle issue. It's all canon. <laughs> um, but he arrives back in his uh, his universe, that man Logan do, or oh, old yeah. man Logan does. And uh, he sees this group of people who are like, um, hey, like, who's this fucking guy? And he's like, where the hell am I? And they're like, oh, you must be drunk. You don't even know where you are. So, acting as a rational human being, he starts beating the fuck out of them. Uh, so they gang up on him, and because they ganged up on him, even though he started the fight, they use that as rationale for him cutting a guy's leg off and cutting another dude's arm off. Uh, and then, yeah, those dudes run away, but because uh, they get chased off by, like, this, or he steals their, like, souped-up car. Because uh, they got this car that has, like, these fucking shutters on the front, acting as a plow. Like, picture... It's like a zombie car or some shit. Yeah, it's like a Mad Max car. Like a zombie car and shit. Uh, and then he gets kidnapped by this group of cannibals that are... Um, they like uh, that they kidnapped him because he can regenerate. Yeah, because they, they don't like hunting people. Hit the buffet right there. Yeah, uh, and they don't like hurting people. So they him, they can just tie up and they cut pieces off of him. And uh, or they live off him and then let him regenerate. And then this kid, like, sneaks in, and um, old man Logan's like, hey, dude, like, you want to help me out? Like, he's like, this restraint's a little tight. And he's like, I really shouldn't. And he's like, no, 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 like, I'm not I'm not going to try to get you to let me out. It's just this restraint hurts. And the kid's like, what do you think, I'm a fucking idiot? Like, uh, I'm not going to help you get out of here. Uh, I just came in here for a snack. And the kid, like, just bites his hand. Um, so... The kid, uh, like, he's screaming, and the kid gets out of there. And then they're having, like, an open roast of his body parts, like, in front of him. They, like, wheel him outside, and they have this fire where they're, like, cutting pieces off of him. 
And then uh, this car arrives and fucking runs all the cannibals over. And uh, out of the car is, uh, comes out of the car is uh, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' daughter, uh, Danny. You um, think that uh, that would be a cannibal's dream, right? Running in, like, being able to have either Wolverine or, like, Deadpool captured? Oh, I'm sure. Especially if you don't want... It depends if you like hurting people. They don't... This group doesn't like hurting people, so they like having one dude that they can just cut up and reuse. Yeah. Um, but his uh, his healing factor, already being old, his healing factor wasn't working great, and now it's, like, stressed. And uh, Danny Cage comes up in her car, and she's got uh, Bruce Jr., uh, the little Hulkling. Mm-hmm. But it's been seven years for them, so they're, like, grown up. Uh, and he doesn't know he's been gone seven years. So she starts beating the fuck out of him. She's like, you've been gone for seven years. Where the hell have you been? And he's like, you got to stop hitting me because you are going to kill me. I can't heal, like, right now. So, like, she stops beating him and then, like, takes him. And then you got, uh, like, they take him back. And then it ends with uh, this, like, robot thing wandering up on that group of people that fucked him up earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's like a cyborg wolverine. It's, well, it's like a cyborg lo- wolverine mixed with, like, old parts of them that have been stitched together. So it's a Franken-wolverine? Yeah. Oh, gross. He's not judging you, man. I don't care. Gross. Rude. Gross is gross. You're, you're gross. That's arguable. <laughs> uh, so, Justin, you want to get into one of yours? I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you want to hit Cosmic, because they go together. Does anybody else have any Age of X stuff, or is it just me this week? What goes together? I have Extremists and Prisoner X, so because they're related. Oh, well, I might as well just do Cosmic Ghost Rider right now. Book it. My last book. Uh, So, if you don't know anything about Cosmic Ghost Rider, uh, destroys Marvel history. He's going uh, back through time, because it's... um, He's acting as if he's Frank Castle's uncle. And he's reading stories to the kids, like his own kids, but they think he's like an uncle. And he's telling them stories about like how he's telling them classic superhero events, but he's putting himself into the stories, like retconning himself in there. Uh, the first one, it was like him telling his son about stories about um, like the Fantastic Four. And then he was telling Frank's wife about like him and his time with Spider-Man. And now he's talking to Frank's daughter and uh, he... No, she had issues at school today. Like, something was up with her. So he goes to talk to her, and he uh, is, like, trying to give her the period talk. But he's, like, super nervous about it. And she's like, hey, dude, gross. Like, this isn't about my period. This is about I got into a fight at school. Like, don't be fucking gross, you weirdo. And he was like, oh, thank God. I didn't want to have that talk with you. Um, so he's, like, trying to tell her. He's like, I got cool stories, man. She's like, nah, dude, you're fucking lame. He's like, no, seriously, like, I'll tell you about my times I spent with the X-Men. Which that brings me to why we're talking about Cosmic Ghost Rider. Because um, I'll find a way to shoehorn other stuff in. <laughs> but uh, it starts out, uh, he tells like four X-Men stories and places himself in there. Um, this, the first one is uh, the Phoenix storyline. And uh, instead of like them not being able to fly in the front... Because um, they had the poison leak, he can survive that, so he like goes in there. But then, because he's flying their um, their spaceship, it turns into like a Ghost Rider spaceship. Yeah. And then he still crashes them in the ocean anyway. 
So it doesn't really help. But he gets the Phoenix power, and he takes over, like, Jean Grey's spot, which, if you read the Dark Phoenix stuff, you know that, like, the Hellfire Club takes in Jean Grey, and they have her become the Black Queen. So he becomes the Black Queen. Yes, he becomes the Black Queen. <laughs> he's wearing he's wearing the Black Queen costume. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. Not enough boobs on his costume, though. Not enough bobs. <laughs> not enough bobs. Uh, what about the vagine, though? No. Uh, Adequate vagine. So then um, it goes through the story as normal, but with uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider, super old Frank Castle being the Black Queen, uh, until Jean talks him down, and then the Phoenix Force jumps to her because it's like, I like, uh, it breaks up with him and is like, I like Jean better, and that like hurts his feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's legitimately like, later he sees Jean, and he's like, so like, does the Phoenix ever talk about me? And he's like, no. <laughs> Never. Um, so then it uh, goes through all the the, the final battle, and uh, but Cosmic Ghost Rider is talking about how he had to sit it out, and Wolverine's like, "Hey, dude, you gonna fucking do anything?" And he's like, "Hey, man, I'm friends with you guys, but I'm also uh, friends with the aliens. I got people on both sides. I can't fight this." And he's like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And he's like, "Hey, do you not want to be friends anymore? Because <laughs> if we're not friends, it'd be easier for me to choose a side." Uh huh. Uh, and then um, he punches the shit out of Gene in a fastball special, and Wolverine is, like, pissed off. He says, what gives Bub's uh, fastball special we're supposed to be our thing? Like, gets super pissed off. And then he takes the spot of the Watcher, and the Watcher even comments. He's like, now he's fucking up my lines. Uh, and then uh, after that, he tells her the story um, from Grant Morrison's run of when Emma got shattered. Yeah. And uh, has him, he's describing, like, Gene catching uh, Emma cheating. Yeah. And it's hard to explain how he's describing it, but it's, read it sometime about how he's describing it. It's fucking awesome. Um, She says something about, I'm gonna dog walk you, bitch, to Emma. And then it goes through the whole trial of, like, because they found Emma shattered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he takes the place of I can't remember her name, but the chick who's with Bishop, Sage, Sage. Yeah, he takes her place, and uh, it's like going through him like interrogating Angel, and he tackles Professor X because he's like he's like, what do you think I'm an idiot? I know Professor X can't walk, and he's like, Zorn healed me, you idiot. <laughs> uh, and then he like it shows him yelling at Be- uh, Beak. About, he's like, you killed people, didn't you? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> or no, what, Beak is yelling at him about something, but they're playing Monopoly. Uh, he's, because it just shows him, and he says, say that again, and I have, uh, and I will have to kill you. There's no such thing as the toilet room in Clue. And he, yeah, they're playing Clue, and Beak is like freaking out on him, and he's uh-huh. yelling back at him. And he says, um, it was Professor Sex in the toilet with a lawnmower. Is his guess for who killed who. So then they they go through the whole thing. He finds out about the step for cuckoos and the babies. And they put her back together. Alright, so they go through that storyline. He's talking to the daughter again. And he goes through some storyline. It's a Punisher storyline where he uh, fights Wolverine. And um, they fight a bunch of these uh, little people mobsters. And then he runs over Wolverine with a... Um, a steam or a steamroller, and just Ouch. parks it on him. Uh, but then Frank Castle comes home and sees him talking, and he's like, "Oh, you're my uncle Frito," 
He's like, yeah, yeah, that's me. And so he tell, he's like, tell me another one of those stories that you said you've been telling. So he tells them Days of Future Past. Except uh, something happens, and, like, Professor X is gone, and Deadpool is taking his place. And Deadpool's referencing, like, he's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm the guy that retcons himself into stories. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, well, at least you're not breaking the fourth wall. Um, so, yeah, he's taking Professor X's spot. So he's just kind of hanging out and do it in a wheelchair until the last fight. He says he does it because people take him more seriously. And then uh, something happens to Kitty, so Cosmic Ghost Rider has to go back into Kitty's body. And uh, she's, like, laying on a table, and, like, her skull catches on fire in the past. She's like, holy shit, that worked. What up, nerds? <laughs> and, uh... Sounds like Rick. Yeah, pretty much is. Um, and he's, like, talking to her, like, oh, I'm in a lady's body and shit. And she calls, uh, she tells Wolverine, well, he in Kitty's body with a flaming skull... Tells Wolverine, nobody cares what you think, Tim Bits. And he's like, nah, just shut your syrup-sucking mouth, or I'll shut it for you. Yeah, it's a great moment. Yeah, and that's how he knows it's the Ghost Rider. That's how you know he's Canadian. Yeah. Oh, they give, in this whole book, he Cosmic Ghost Rider gives Wolverine so much shit for being Canadian. It's like every other page. <laughs> rude. Uh, so they go through the Days of Future Past storyline, and then uh, they put his daughter to bed, and Frank Castle's hanging out with Cosmic Ghost Rider Frank Castle. And uh, he goes, he's like, oh, grab the uh, grab the beers in the back of the fridge. They're the coldest. And he's like, yeah, I know. I mean, all right, yeah, cool. And uh, Frank knocks him the fuck out. And he's like, my uncle's been dead. You think I didn't know that? Like, who the fuck are you? And that's where the book ends. Is it Frank? Future Frank? Future Frank and pre-Punisher Frank. Yeah, I'm already wondering, too. Like, he's got to, like, Frank's got to know at some point. Yeah. His kids are going to get killed before they get killed then. Well, in... <laughs> He, he has to know that, like, something's going to happen once Frank comes home. Because he knows that he would never believe himself. Yeah. But I don't know if you wanted to read that, but sure. it's pretty cool. But, yeah, that's my books. I'm done. That's my books. All right. So, Age of X-Men, Prisoner X. Last we left off, Bishop got his mind wiped, uh, and someone slipped a couple notes under his pillow. A Mickey. Yep. So the issue starts uh, with Danny. She's holding the notes, so it looks like she was the one who slipped those notes under his pillow, even though she said she didn't write them. Why? And she's getting this, like, kind of flashbacks of memories. It keeps cutting to Nate Gray's face. So it's kind of indicating that he's continuously wiping people's minds or doing shit because she's thinking of these memories that she had. And the next thing you know, it shows Nate Gray's face and his eye lights up. Oh, of course he's the one. Yeah. Mind wiping people. But this is the first time it's actually been, like, showing him. Like, now it's actually showing him doing stuff, even though it's just showing his face. But it's indicating that he's tampering with people's brains. Oh, well, that was obvious with uh, X-23. Remember? He tells her straight up, yeah, you do got a sister. Yeah, all those memories are real. But guess what? Yoink. Yeah, you don't get to have them. <laughs> but, I mean, it's from far away. Like, he's not even in the book, really. It's just, oh, okay. uh, it's just a panel of his face. Gotcha. So it's kind of like... You're seeing him finally do it. Yeah, like, he's be, yeah. you're seeing him basically be God. Watching everything while not even being there and seeing the tiniest slip up, and he's erasing people's memories like instantly. Like calling them my child. Like the way he showed up on a storm in Magneto. Yeah. And trying to have like their secret meeting in a thunderstorm. He's like, hey guys. <laughs> just in the sky hanging out. <laughs> what are you two doing? <laughs> Nobody invited me. <laughs> so it, it cuts after you see Danny walking with that note, and she's like, kind of, she lost those memories a little bit. But for some reason, Danny, she's keeping her memories. 
while well, other people, their brain is getting all messed up, Danny's kind of like, it's hard to take her memories away, and she's also helping other people keep their memories. Maybe because she's linked with her live self. Maybe. That makes sense. So it goes to Gabby. She's having uh, memories, too, like, of her past, and she's having conflicting memories. She's trying to get some food at the lunch table in the prison. And then she gets a headache, and she automatically assumes it's one of the the psychics. So she starts attacking a random psychic in there. Even though she's got her collar on, she's like, fuck it, I don't care if I'm not going to heal. She pops the claws and tries to kill that girl. Danny stops her. Beast shows up. It's like, yo, you need to chill. You don't want to be in solitary confinement. So they take her back, and Beast, and then it goes into like some Beast dialogue. Or, you know, he's narrating for a while. It took me a second to realize it was him narrating. Because it's showing Gabby, but there's narration. And it was talking about, like, oh, my brain, while everybody else's memories are attached to emotion, so it's easy to change them, my memories are, they're written like a hard drive. And they're more attached. He's trying to act like his his memories aren't also attached to emotion, even though we all know Beast is super emotional. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, he's a little baby bitch. Yeah, he always, like, freaks out about stuff, but he's over here trying to act like, my memories are exact. I have the best memories. (laughs) He's the Donald Trump of characters. Yeah, those are always the people with the worst memories. Yeah, because that was pretty much what he was acting like. Like his memories are just infallible; they're never tainted or nothing. So he's having because he was saying maybe it's due to the time travel. And at first, I thought it was Gabby. I'm like, what time travel? But yeah, that's what led me to believe or find out it was Beast. So then Beast and Danny are in this big convo, and Beast is saying, "This is where it's brought up." He's like, "I can't think. Whenever I go to like actually use my brain, I just get mad." So they, like, somehow short-circuited his brain where he can't even start thinking his big science thoughts. <laughs> he just gets mad. Because that's why he's been, like, a dick the last, like, for a while. He can't even start thinking big. He starts, he just gets fucking furious whenever he does. But he was like, but when I'm around you, talking to Danny, he was like, I can actually think. And then you hear some yelling, and it's Lorna going crazy. I don't know if you guys remember from the last issue. She thinks she's in a straitjacket, even though she's not. Yeah. And she's kind of nuts because the X-Men brought her in and somebody had told her that like, yeah, you're in a straight jacket and she just believed him. So she's been thinking she's in a straight jacket. So Danny goes in there and, or the guards are trying to stop her and they're like, you know, get the meds. She's freaking out because uh, Lorna's kind of going crazy. And then Danny runs in there. She interferes, takes the keys off a guard and tosses them to Lorna. She was like, Lorna, your hands, you know, break free. Let yourself free. And I want to break free. So it was dope in the drawing because they actually put her in a straight jacket for the drawing. So it shows she busts out of the straight jacket, grabs the keys, unlocks her collar, and just goes ape shit and just starts destroying all the guards. She's like, you know, I'm never going to be a prisoner again. And then it shows Nate Nate's face again. And then everything wipes. It goes back to usual. And Danny's like, what the fuck just happened? She talks to Lorna. She's like, you know, what's going on? And Lorna's like, I don't know. She sees Gabby, and Gabby's, her mind is wiped too. She's like, what fight? I didn't get into a fight. And uh, then it goes to Bishop in his cell talking crap through the wall at somebody. Like, or it goes, to, first we have Beast. He's thinking, like, who would do this? Somebody's obviously in charge, but we need a second person in charge. Someone has to be controlling it from here. So it cuts to Forge. You're thinking maybe it's Forge. And it shows him he's about to call probably Nate Gray to explain, like, what's going on. But he puts the phone down. He's not going to do it. So bishop's talking shit through the wall like oh i knew you were crazy before but why would you do this what's your angle and the next page it's legion finally so legion is the one doing all this shit so i don't know if it's legion mind wiping and nate's making him do it because beast or bishop's like you know what's your angle what do you get out of this and legion tells him oh it doesn't matter you're not going to remember this anyway but 
Legion's not really, even though it looks like he's in a cell, there's no door to his cell, but he's like floating and using his power. So it looks like he's pulling some strings. Weird. I mean, but when you think about it, the age of X-Men was created because Nate Gray had control of Legion's body. Yeah. So they, they could be working together. So I don't, yeah, I don't know if he's like manipulating because it looked like Nate Gray was the one wiping minds, but maybe he's making Legion do it. Yeah. Or he like had Legion come to the realization that like, hey, this is utopia for the X-Men. This is, this is what their freedom and happiness looks like. Maybe Nate, well, because Nate Gray's got the mental power, so maybe Nate Gray's wiping the minds and he's using Legion to create the reality. Possibly. Possibly. But it was cool to see Legion because this whole time I've been like, where's Legion at? Where we at? There he is. The whole time, though, you were talking about uh, Lorna being in the straitjacket. I was thinking of Ricky Bobby, <laughs> like, saying he's on fire. <laughs> <When> he's, oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about when he... Uh, oh, the knife? Yeah, when yeah. he doesn't believe that his legs work. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a good movie. <laughs> I did see that one. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> so, extremist number three. We left off with uh, Betsy doing the sexy... <laughs> the, the sexy thing <laughs> yeah you like that right i do betsy's like crawling across the table all sexy like towards blob and she's in her in his face and looks like they're about to make out or something and it ends like because he was saying the hurt like the pain of not being able to have betsy it hurts and she goes tell me does it still hurt and it ends right there so he's in her face she's in his face and it goes back to that question and he's just like yes <laughs> and she's just like oh okay and gets off the table and leaves i'm like are you serious it was so anticlimactic like it just ended right there dude so the, we're not asking the important question the important question is where the fuck is gold balls oh, i thought you were gonna say can blob see it <laughs> but because if balls. he can i'd be worried if like any girl who was trying uh, blob was trying to hook up with i'd be worried I'm just saying, gold uh, gold balls is undoubtedly in the Age of X stuff. Yes. Where is he? He's uh, at the academy. Is he? Yeah. Probably. He is. Yeah. He's a gardener. Yeah, he's, he's in the just, garden class. He's just not being Don't used. You say, I thought you were going to say not important. He's like, <laughs> no. Stifle yourself. <laughs> no, he's I could not go... being used. He's on the covers. Is he? Yeah. Nice. Of the next gen. He should be the main That's character. Cool. They could. Bugs. They should add more gold balls and like take away all the beast. Yes. He's mentioned in Uncanny. He is. Everybody's mentioned in Uncanny. As being dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. They dead. say who? Fabio. Yeah. They say Fabio. They say Fabio right before Eric and Xavier. Nice. Which is also weird because Xavier it's the trifecta. is trifecta. Is he though? Yeah. Phantom X. Oh yeah. That's not Xavier. They, that was it right there. They're calling him out. Like Fox Xavier's dead. I don't know who this douchebag is. Well, they don't know that he's back. They don't know that it's Xavier and Phantom X? Yeah. Well, the only ones who would know are... Uh, Betsy. Jean. Didn't Betsy see him? Because she, Yeah, she saw him because she went into Xavier's brain and saw that Phantom X was I mean, okay being Oh, nothing. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, Jean and uh, the original X-Men that were alive outside of Scott. Oh, yeah. Because they were all having that dinner, and he was like, Hey, what's up? Fuck you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just showed He's up out, at their yeah. dinner. Yeah. What a douche. He's like, oh, you guys think I'm a dick? I'm a dick? Fuck you, you're a dick. That was basically that annual. He's always an ass. <laughs> Shows up when he's not invited. You didn't say no to being child soldiers. <laughs> you don't get to blame everything on me. Yeah, alright, so... It goes. It cuts back to Department X after, you know, Betsy just left Blob. 
So they're back in Department X, and they're taking in a prisoner, and he's screaming like, no, he had relations. And they don't want... Relations. Yeah, he doesn't want to forget. He's screaming, he doesn't want to forget. She touched it. (laughs) So it cuts to... It's like a weird moment, because it cuts to Betsy and Blob, and Betsy had agreed she wasn't going to wipe Blob's mind, because he didn't want to forget. But she's about to wipe this dude's mind, even though he doesn't want to forget. So he wipes the mind, or she wipes his mind, and Jubilee runs up. She's like, I got to tell you something, Blob. And Blob just shuts her down. He's like, hold up. I got to tell North Star something. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a party in a couple weeks. We got to break it up. So it was, like, super not important. They got to have parties? <laughs> well, it was... No, because parties are all about alcohol and sex. And... Yeah. Somebody called it in. I thought it was about dancing and good times. That's because you don't get invited to parties. <laughs> <laughs> so You've never been to a party with me and Justin. <laughs> It's dancing at good times. <laughs> Naked I've dancing. I've been to plenty of parties with you and Justin. It's yeah. people sitting around. That's true. And then going outside to smoke and then coming back in to sit around. <laughs> it's a lot more has happened than that. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more fun than just sitting around, right? Yeah. Don't, well, eventually people want to fight because they're so drunk. <laughs> no, I wasn't at those parties. Yeah. All right. So Jubilee, that was pretty funny, I thought, because he completely shut her down for nothing. Just to talk about that party. Somebody had called in the party and said, you know, everyone's all anal, so somebody's got to stop that party. Yeah, you cannot an have that. No anal parties. So, How no sex, that? let alone anal. Blob's kind of weird. He, he, even though it's like a week out, he tells North Star, and he's like, hey, why don't you tell Betsy for me? And North Star's like, psych bitch, tell yourself. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. North Star had to tell Betsy no anal? <laughs> no, he was like, hey, why don't you relay the message to Betsy about the party they're going to stop later on? And North Star just says no. Tell tell yourself. North Star kind of does just seem like a dick in this team who's just like, oh, you need me for something? No, you do it. Yeah, he was a total dick these last issues, but he actually showed up on this one, which we'll get to. So uh, then Moneta shows up calling out Betsy saying she didn't wipe his mind. That dude that she said that she wiped his mind, who said he didn't want to forget. And it shows Betsy wiping his mind, but really she kind of just disoriented him and made everybody think that she wiped his mind. But Moneta's got those weird-ass uh, tentacle fingers that she can go into people's brains. So she figured out, you know, Betsy didn't wipe his mind. She's lying. There's a great Japanese movie career that she could have. <laughs> <laughs> so Blob, like, threatens her, but with the X-Men, which I thought was really weird, because this whole time it's shown, like, Department X is the big bad, kind of. Yeah. But Blob tells her, you know, you're making wild accusations. You need to cut the shit. And Moneta's like, why would I even listen to you? You haven't been able to make a decision about the prisoner in the basement. And he was like, you listen to me because I give or I relay the messages to the X-Men. So take the day off, little buddy. He keeps calling her little buddy, which is so hilarious because he's like so passive aggressive about it. So it's a Canadian. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picturing like if Wolverine started stop saying bub. So you just call if you replaced everything with like pal or buddy. Yeah. So yeah, so she does back off. As soon as he says something about the X-Men she backs off which is weird because earlier they kind of like made a joke of the x-men saying we got to give them something to do so i'm curious if it's really like nate gray that they're afraid of probably but also i mean you still would be smart to be afraid of the x-men they're the most powerful mutants they are more powerful yeah they're just figureheads yeah so jubilee calls out the problem of nizumi that's a that's that rat in the basement so that's what she had ran up to tell blob in the first place and uh, Blob's like, you know, I didn't know we still had that pregnant chick in the basement. In North Star, that's when he finally steps in and stops being a dick. And he's, he keeps saying non as no, you know, I think that's French, right? Yeah. Non, 
But it's funny because he just cut him off. He's like, oh, I didn't know. And Northstar's like, none. Why do we have a pregnant lady in the basement in the first place? And uh, But Blob makes a good point. He's like, I... You don't have a pregnant lady in your basement? <laughs> well, because it, it sounds weird at first, but then I remember it's the first pregnant lady, basically. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I don't want to turn her in to get her mind wiped, and then she's going to have this baby in prison, like not even knowing what's going on. And he just didn't really know what to do. That'd be cute, though, giving the baby the little striped jumpsuit. <laughs> so Betsy shows up at Blob's house. So we get, you know, she comes back for more. And she's like, show me your book collection. Um, so this is the, I brought up before. I was like, why do they make it sound like it's weird to have books? And I guess it is because they're reading like real books and there's tons of emotion in it. Maybe it's because everybody has like uh, digital. <laughs> well, they probably yeah. have like nonfiction books, but these fiction books have tons of emotion. And, you know, they're not supposed to f- have those feelings. So she tells them like, she just walks in like she owns the place. Obviously, Blob's super happy. She's like, I'll start some tea. You bring me your best books or your favorite books. And he shows her her favorite books, and she's pretty much like, crap, trash, like, too much emotion, she's what, saying. What's weird, though, is why would uh, Nathan ever even create a world with fiction books and stuff? Yeah. If you didn't want these sorts of things to influence people. That is weird that you, uh, like, you create a world with uh, a style of media and you're destroying it. Yeah. Like, you could have just made them not, I mean, like, there's not books in Star Wars. The first piece of paper is shown in episode eight. It's holocrons they use, that's why. Unless maybe it's like, what's, uh, it, this, this has been used in other things. I just, I'm not drawing a, a clear comparison right now for them, but that like, oh, a perfect world you would have recognized to be fake. So I needed to give challenges and temptations so that you could then follow them or like have to face the challenges and have things to overcome so you would believe it was reality. Meanwhile, I'm like stitching and editing as we go. Yeah, if everything's too perfect, then like you have to have conflict or else people are going to know that something's not right. Yeah. Makes sense. So she doesn't like the books because they make her feel embarrassed that people had those emotions. So then she starts going off on these memories. She's like, I don't know if these are memories that I'm having or if I stole them. And then she's like, but it makes me want to cry. And then she's like, but that's how I know they're my memories. So she starts going off on this rant. Not a rant, but explaining her emotions, talking about her body. Apparently she's got like really poor self-image now that she's back in her own body. Because she used to be in Quanins. So now that she's in her body, she was hating it. And it was just, I don't know, I thought it was a good... Uh, she does dress her, more conservatively now. It gave her a lot more character because you don't really see a lot of self-doubt in she's superheroes. Not, she's not the hot Japanese yeah, chick anymore. She's like, I didn't have self-image problems when I was Quanin. She's sexy. She's not me. But now that I'm me, and she talked about she had like an eating disorder as a kid, and uh, some other kid was talking about kissing a guy and being beautiful or something like that, and she thought it was a rite of passage, but she said she never felt that way. Flat butt and purple hair. Yeah, that's what it, that'll do it. <laughs> but she's not drawn super sexy either. I mean, obviously, it's a comic book. She's attractive, but... I think she's just she's drawn really, more conservative. She's like, drawn she's like a up. normal, like an everyday girl. Kind I don't of. know. That's it's, she doesn't have a thong that she's wearing. I, I don't know. She kind of looks like Quan in, in the the uh, covers of Extremist. It's no, like she, they didn't get the memo that like she's not in the same body anymore. I can see that. Yeah, she doesn't in the in the actual book. She doesn't look like Quan at all. So and then Blob starts getting like dirty, dirty talking to her. I'm talking about liking her body, you know? Yep. And uh, Betsy is liking <laughs> it. She's saying that, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, you fine, girl. Yeah, pretty much. And she's like, ooh. But having the blob say that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and, well, she likes it, so he keeps going. Um, so the next day, they go to break up that party that they got called in. 
And actually, it was uh, so earlier in the book, Moneta's freaking out like, there's a resistance. I'm going to prove it. They're like, man, shut up. There's no resistance. So they go to this party, and it's a bunch of people like reading books in a circle. Like, they're just chilling. It looks like, you know, people like young teens or college age students, they're all met up in some abandoned library and they're reading or talking. And she's like, it's the resistance. I proved it to you. And they're like, what? You really called us here? And the people freak out and they try to run. Somebody tries to fight and then they get in the big fight. And it turns out these, you know, quote unquote resistance people, they weren't trained. They weren't ready for a fight. They got their asses beat and Blob freaks out. Like, dude, we just like manhandled these guys. They weren't trying to fight. You know, they weren't doing anything wrong. They weren't breaking any laws. And you did this just to prove a point. You're off the team, little buddy. And she freaks out. And uh, she's like, you can't do that. And he's like, I'm the only one who can do that. So that was pretty dope. He just kicked her ass right off the team. Yeah, but she's been having issues since the first issue. Yeah, but... Like, she's been, like, an elitist snob to anybody who's... Uh, uh, what do they call them? Grades. Retrogrades. Retrogrades, yeah. Anyone who's into banging. Yeah. So yeah. there was this cool symbolism thing where it showed a light. When Betsy and Blob met the first time, they had this talk about moths attracting to the flame, and they used it as a symbolism for, like, people being attracted to either each other or love. And the flame, of course, or the lantern is purple, you know, Betsy, purple. So, and he sees these moths, like, flying to it and getting burnt, and he grabs it and, like, smashes it. And uh, it ends with her telling him, like, thank you. So I was kind of confused, like, what was it thank you for? For kicking Moneta off or for sticking up for Betsy earlier in the comic? Because she said it right at the end, like, after he smashed that lantern. So, like, for what? Saving the moths? I don't know. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, it sounds better than uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. That's not a great book. No. Yeah. Nightcrawler. It's not a great book. There's a lot of, like, symbolism and underlying stuff in this book. I like it. In the extremists. All right. So, Uncanny? Uncanny. Yeah. We're almost there. The funeral of rain. Uh, which, uh, there's, I don't think there's too much to go over in this. Um, it's just, yeah, rain's gone. Uh, R.I.P. The end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's really, it's the dysfunction between Scott and Logan. Where, like, so, right away he sees Logan drinking at the bar and he's like, hey, put on a tux. You're coming with us to the funeral. And he's like, I mourn in my own way. And Scott's like, yeah, I don't care. It's not about you. It's for your family. It's for everyone else. We're going. And then he's putting on a tux. And then Jamie shows up and he's like, oh, I didn't even think you owned a suit. And Wolverine's like, got it off a dead guy. And Jamie's like, I'm going to go ahead and take that as a Logan joke. (laughs) And like, here's the files you wanted. Looks like the police aren't even going to do anything to them. And this is uh, information on the people who killed Rain. And Logan's like, all right, thanks, but I need to get someone first. And he goes to take Quanin out of prison that they have in the basement. So he goes down. <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. Is you see uh, the Mad Roxes, and they're playing strip poker. <laughs> and one of the Mad Roxes are like, hey, I didn't even know you owned a suit. And he's like, what are you guys, you know what, I don't even want to know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, I'm taking Quanin. And the, the Madrox that's mixed with uh, Warlock is like, hey, no, I can't let you do that. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. And he just takes her anyway. 
and they go out. Oh, and that moment happens, obviously, with Dark Beast, where he's like, oh, you look snazzy. If I'd have known that, I would have killed her a long time ago. And then he's like, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> with his claws, <laughs> and he's like, I'll shut up now. I feel like these people never read Wolverine. Right? Any of these characters never read Wolverine, because he's obviously worn a suit a lot. Yeah. In this Japanese And time. all, like, he's... A lot of his friends have died. I don't know so why. So he had to have picked up a suit at some point. He had one for that wedding. He's probably the same one when Mariko why backed he, out. Why would he ever, though? He mourns in his own way. His own way doesn't require suits. Although he did put a suit on. Just to kill people. So there was that. He did listen to Scott in terms of putting on a suit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll put on a suit. It's going to get bloody, but I'm going to put on a suit. I'll be honest. I do miss LaRocco's art, though. Yeah, immediately. Like, this guy wasn't bad, just... Not as good. I would have liked to see this entire issue with him drawing it. And uh, so Logan gets Quan and they go out to this Lamborghini. And of course it's fucking Havocs. And he's leaning against it. He's like, were you going somewhere? And they're like, yeah, move. He's like, right, it's my car and I'm going with you. And he's like, no, you're not. You're staying here. They need you. And he's like, ah, they need, and they don't need you. And he's like, I got to do stuff. I'm, this is what I'm needed for. And he's like, well, I'm going. I want to be part of this. And you can't leave. How are you going to leave with my car? And Logan shows that he has the keys to it. And then he kind of just moves out the way and lets them get in. So he doesn't even put up a fight. But Logan's like, that's the problem. No one should want to be a part of this. And they take off. Meanwhile, Scott's actually holding the service for Rain. And everyone's like, fucking again. Another dead colleague again. And uh, Jamie says some stuff. And Shan says some stuff. And then Ilyana says some stuff. Uh, but when Danny's talking, it's confusing because she was talking like she just saw her the day before. Before she left. That's how I took it as. Like, she was talking to her right before she, like, left and said she was leaving, you know? I get that that's probably what they meant, but how it's wrote is, like, I saw her yesterday. How it's wrote? How it's, how it's written. You called it out. <laughs> I was just going to let it slide. How it's written. There you go. Uh, is that <laughs> Justin was it's a you know what Justin and I ignore like every time you say Tooken rather than Taken I always say Taken no you do not yep. I probably alternate Tooken sounds right sometimes it really is it's not it's nearly not as bad as, as uh, wrote whatever both are past tense you're past tense <laughs> damn it Just every time you go camping you run right past him <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, while the, the, the service is going on Logan and Quanan pull up to uh, this house and they walk in and they're, the people are like hey who the hell are you and Quanan's like it's those four not that guy so Wolverine's like Merry Christmas get the fuck out of here and then he wants Quanan to show him what happened and she's like no 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 just trust me it's those four and he's like no show me so she, like, psychic stabs him in the face. Because she couldn't do it any other fucking way. Yeah, apparently. Um, she's a badass ninja. All she can do is badass ninja shit. Uh, <laughs> it's Psylocke who has the finesse. And I have a discrepancy here. Five people playing the fucking game at the same time. And they're playing a fighting game, which is one-on-one. <laughs> First of all... That is so fantastic. They're not playing Smash Bros. No, it's a one-on-one fighting game going on on the TV. And you got five people holding... PlayStation controllers. <laughs> he doesn't even play five players. What the fuck? That's your problem. <laughs> I feel like it's a valid point. 
Yeah, I had a problem with this because I'm like, and they're all into it. One, like three of you guys aren't even playing. <laughs> Maybe they gave three of them controller. Like you know, like when a little kid's buzzing. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying. Like, <laughs> give them a controller and you act like they're playing. It's like, oh, that's a really good move. Meanwhile, you're just facing the computer the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I would have accepted the five controllers if it was a game that could conceivably have five people playing it. I turn right to the page where they're playing strip poker with each other. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. you have it bookmarked. <laughs> yeah. That's none of your business. <laughs> And they have the clothes neatly folded, too, on the table. <laughs> it's so... Literally, the only thing you can tell about it is that it's a two-player fighting game, and all five of them have... They're not even PlayStation control. They're all third-party controllers. <laughs> like, look at that. They're all clearly, like, third-party oh, controllers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... That one dude just dips out so fast. Yeah. He's like, and then one of the guys are like, "Look, I don't even live here." So, and Wolver's like, "Shut the fuck up, sit the yeah. fuck out." And then he has the duffel bag and he drops it, and he's and it's just filled with like knives and brass knuckles and shit. And he's like, "I only have one request: fight back." I love that. And then one shows up, and Wolverine's like, "Yeah, I don't even care." Their controllers disappear too, dude. <laughs> they're they're playing an X Men fighting game. Are they? <laughs> yeah, look, it's I, Col- it's Colossus. I did. It's uh, Marvel vs. Capcom too. It did yeah. look like that. <laughs> that's that's awesome. They drew in uh, Colossus on the TV, and then an X Men shows up to kill him. You yeah. can tell it's MVC uh, too because look how bulky Colossus looks in that shit. <laughs> yeah, at first I thought that it was, chest uh, is like humongous. I, at first I thought it was the old X Men game where uh, Magneto says, "Welcome to die." <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that one of the United games or something? That's the X Men Arcade. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. He's like, "Welcome to die." But uh, but yeah. So, Quanin shows Wolverine what they did, and that they saw Rain just sitting on a bench, and one of the dudes hitting on her and being a jackass, and she's like, "Nah, I'm not interested." Peace. Then he grabs her, and then she like snap starts to transform a little bit, and they all freak out, and they're all like, "Oh, you're a mutant!" And then they're all like, "Oh, beat the fuck out of her then." So they start, and then she starts to fight back, and then she turns back into just a normal person because she's, like, rejecting that she's a mutant and is trying to just live a normal life, and so she's just not fighting back. And uh, at one point, one of the guys is like, look, we weren't trying to hurt her. It's like, what? Yeah, you beat the shit out of her. beating the shit out of her. How are you? What? How are you not trying right. to hurt her? They freaked out too because when she first like tr- kind of transforms and she's like, oh, she I said one. no. She just grew sideburns. Yeah, she, she just got sideburns. Like, oh. Cyberno showed up and they were like, oh! <laughs> Cyberno. Um, I do feel like we, uh, and I don't want to get, I don't want to like harp on it, but I think we do need to talk about everybody the freaking out Twitter about shit? that. No, oh, they're so stupid. Um, I haven't read anybody freaking out, so. Yeah, well, you weren't on Twitter. I know, that's what I'm saying. you got to <laughs> take the helm. Tell me what they said. Because they were saying straight to Rosenberg. Uh, they're saying it portrays people and, um, like, trans people uh, as, like, weak. Um, and, like, they're giving Rosenberg... Uh, they keep on giving Rosenberg crap because they're, like, saying he's killing off women. They gave him crap when he killed off Blindspot. Uh, or Blindfold, not Blindspot. Uh, they gave him crap for that. Uh, saying he only killed off a woman to further a uh, story of two men. Frigener. And uh, if you're you're saying you can't kill her off, uh, then you're saying that women can't be killed off? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the inherent flaw of anyone trying to make an argument about something that they don't know. 
or yeah. not paying attention to. She's like, just another character. It's yeah. not special because she's a woman. She's not untouchable. Like, you still... It, nobody would be complaining if um, if Beak was killed off to further their story. Uh, well... I would. He would. <laughs> I, I would be rejoicing. Because fuck that character. It's because it's been a trope. It's, it's called the, the fridging of the woman. You use the woman, you kill her, in order to further along the plot of the men. But it doesn't work in Blindspot's case because she was her own character beforehand. She wasn't thrown in there just to further a plot yeah. or anything like that. But that's just it. With the X-Men, no one is. Like, these are people who just start reading comics. They don't realize that there's a whole history with all these people. Well, I mentioned the, the both... blind spot thing. Or blindfold. Fuck. I keep on saying that. Yeah, blindfold. I mentioned the blindfold thing because uh, now that he killed off Rain, um, everybody's saying, because like, I guess he apologized when he killed off Blindfold, and everybody's like, oh, you said that shit last time. Looks like you don't change. What does it matter? Also, why is... Rain a trans character. She's a werewolf. Yeah. And she was a person just trying to live a normal life. Like, that's why... And Logan even says it. Like, he doesn't understand why she didn't fight back. But he's seen it time and again. And People I, with I, the strength to hurt, and they just don't have the will to. Yeah. And so they rather themselves get hurt. Like, she had... There was the obvious, um, like, uh, men, like, being rapey and killing a woman who's, like, saying no. Yeah, and they got punished. They yeah. got wolverined. <laughs> But it like, it, it seems like people are just trying to find something to be outraged about. Oh yeah. Because the this Rosenberg wasn't out there offending people. If, any, if anything, he's trying to bring attention to yeah. how he's like, fucked up that is. This is the reality of the world. Like, you have to take every mutant. They're the marginalized person. So whoever you're thinking is marginalized, that's what a mutant is. Okay. So if marginalized to you is black people. Or any minority, for that matter, or uh, you know, gay people or trans people. That's a mutant. A mutant is all of those. They're analogous. So any mutant is being persecuted just for being a mutant. So you don't get to say Cyclops or Wolverine are part of the patriarchy. They're mutants. Yeah. They are being persecuted. Well, and um, but they're white males. <laughs> Wolverine's, That's what say, but they're mutants. Wolverine's Canadian. That's a whole, it's all <laughs> it's <thing>. extra white. <laughs> but you can't say that somebody is uh, untouchable because, like, they're saying that uh, yeah, she should have had a meaningful death. She should have. That death was dumb. But she's also, they're side characters. She's a side character? Well, in a disrespect. Sense, dude, I like the New Mutants, but the New Mutants is a, a book of side characters. If she was on the team... For that many years, that doesn't make her a side character. She's still a side character. Maybe She's never going to have her own In the book. grand pantheon of the X-Men, there's the X-Men, and then every X-Book, aside from that, is a side book. The X-Men is the penultimate book. Yeah, but New Mutants did great. That, that went on for years. I know, and I love it. I love New Mutants. I got all the trades. I'm just saying. I, don't, I wouldn't say she's a side character. I'd say that Cannonball's a side character. Yes, and he's he was the leader of the New Mutants. Him and Danny. I would say more so like a frenzy is a side character. Or a Gold Balls. Hey. It's a side <laughs> hey, man. But he was. Gold Balls is just as important as uh, Cannonball. <laughs> exactly. They're both side characters. Like, yeah. They could have just made the death a little better. I'm not mad that she died. I mean, yeah, obviously that sucks because I like the character. But they could have made the death a little, make a little more sense. You know what sense. it does? But not every when... character's death has to be super meaningful. And it's not like Rosenberg is just killing off it... women. He's killing off a lot of people. It... No, I don't it... think... 
It's just it is meaningful in the sense that it's someone who is just tired of it all. That's what Rain is. She's someone who's tired of it all. She's tired of the X-Men. Because the X-Men have been on the brink of extinction over and over again. Like, we're going to go through Second Coming next. And yeah. that's a prime example Which of should. a fucked up time. We're probably going to have to make that short because this is running really long. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to, uh, to, to do all that, depending on how long it is. Okay. Which we sh- we should pretty much get into. That. Do you have anything left to say on on Kenny? We should get into. Well, just that second coming soon. It's stupid to try to make things bigger than they are. Okay, this is a person story. This is an interpersonal thing. Rain was at a point in her life where she was just tired of it all and wanted to be normal, and then she was denied that by a group of jackasses who got punished in the form of Wolverine and Quanon. I'm just saying, I think they could have kept the same point, the point that she was leaving the X-Men, the point that she didn't want to hurt people, was reluctant to use her powers, but they could have made it make more sense. Like, give one of those frat dudes a gun or something. They oh, really you just, mean make sense in how they beat her? Yeah, because they really, she just, like, it's just a natural instinct well, to stop people from fucking killing you. Yeah, no, no, but they show that. That she was turning and then just kept... She just laid on the back. ground while they stomped her out. Well, and she was so... She gave up. She was yeah, so done, it seemed like she was just pretty much ready to... Yeah. To die. She was ready She to would die. rather die than keep going. Trash. Yeah, she if gave If she up. couldn't have a normal life, she'd rather have just been dead. And she realized, definitely in that moment, it's like a sto- mutant can't just have a normal life. Yeah, it's the story of a person's breaking point. That's where she broke. Still, they go trash. Sure. It's like trying but to hold yourself. Offensive. It's like but trying it's to. Not no, I don't think it's yeah. offensive. No, no, I, I agree with that. And it's and maybe it's trash because you like rain. But well, no, the death just. It's like trying to hold yourself, drown yourself. It's hard to do because your natural instinct is to not let yourself die. She just stood there. Well, that's and why blindfold them, cut her wrists. They just let her stomp her out like that. Like she could have. I felt like they could have conveyed the same exact message that she I didn't want to fight. I feel like they fight. did. I, I think they did enough. And also Rosenberg's writing Punisher. So if you think he has a lack of men, he's killing off. Read the fucking Punisher. There is no lack of men he's killing off. Well, I don't think it's right to pigeonhole the writer, too. Like, he can't do certain things because someone's going to get mad. Yeah, but that's what I'm... Because Rosenberg's a really good writer, and that's what I'm afraid of, is that he's going to uh, overthink all of his stories because people keep on giving him crap. Now he's about to kill a dude. <laughs> he's he's killed... He's, he's killed, killed lots of dudes. He's killed six characters in the X-Men. Three women, three dudes. And he's brought a woman and a, a, a man back. Yeah, now he's killing Wolverine. <laughs> That's just you, hope. Yeah. I'm uh, saying it here. You're thinking of Charlie's soul. Okay, uh, second coming. Yes. Um, do, uh, this is a bad joke. Uh, do we need to have to have read uh, first coming to get this? You gave me shit for my joke. I did. Uh, I'm not proud of what I said, but I, I, God damn it, I have the right to say it. I'm an American. So... Second coming uh, starts, or what you have to keep in mind uh, was Messiah Complex. When that's correct, yeah. When uh, it's revealed that Cable is the one who saved Hope and was running away from everyone else trying to capture her, and then uh, Messiah War, when the X Force was shot forward into time to help them, you know, survive Strife and Bishop. And I'm not sure if we said it, but this is the first five issues of Second Coming. That yeah, this over. is, yeah, basically the first arc of Second Coming. So, uh, with Chapter One, the first issue. Where did your headphones go? <laughs> Second <laughs> okay. Coming had some arc to it. 
<laughs> that's so a, that's the funniest thing that's been said today. <laughs> the the first one there wasn't as much of a build up. So. <laughs> Go on, Devin. So, Cable and Hope. It starts with Cable and Hope uh, showing back up in the past, but they're at Westchester because they don't know that the X Men have moved west. Yeah, like five. Yeah, but like all of them. Yeah, they're all fivels. Yeah, it's a whole family of five. <laughs> yeah. Clan of Fievel. <laughs> Somewhere. Uh, can we get sued for that? Uh, and well, while they're there, they're immediately attacked by those smiley uh, Sentinel guys, who are just people in like low-grade Iron Man suits. Are they the the purifiers or the right? They're all sorts of groups. Hey, they're low-grade oh. Hulkbusters. Uh, they're low-grade war machines. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I'm talking... It's got the Hulkbuster head face. Or you could just say Juggernaut. Yeah, Juggernaut. Yeah. The same dome head shapes or whatever. Or Also, I think there's an uh, enemy from one of the Donkey Kong games where they got a helmet <laughs> like that and you got to unhook all the latches and not... Lame. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, some people had a good childhood and they played Donkey Kong Country. I remember this villain. <laughs> yeah, it was dope, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they told them to go fuck uh, themselves. Uh, Anything Donkey Kong is dope. What the? <laughs> what, I was supposed to have a PlayStation? You, it's on Nintendo. Uh, yeah, so I didn't play it. Yeah. Oh, you said you had a PlayStation? PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought you PlayStation. said you didn't yeah, have a PlayStation. Yeah, he was busy playing Spyro. Oh, I like Getting Spyro. Tourette's, yes. <laughs> Crash <laughs> Bandicoot. Minor Tourette's, but yes. Yeah, very minor Tourette's. <laughs> Just the head ticks. <laughs> not a, not enough to feel bad for you. No, 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 no. Uh, anyway, so they get immediately attacked by them, and their uh, Cameron Hodge is leading them because basically all the super racist uh, villains that the X Men have faced over the years, Bastion brings back Bastion. to life. Yeah, um, and then Moonchild Cable Cable is able to get them away uh, from them, get through. And Cyclops, immediately, he starts uh, setting up teams and making plans and making plans for plans as the Cuckoos are like, hey, Cable's back. Yeah, I don't think I said, I think I just said this to you, I don't think I said it on the podcast, but it's hard for me to take Bastion seriously because uh, it's the name yeah. of the kid from NeverEnding Story. Yeah. Go Never on. saw it. <laughs> Never saw NeverEnding Story? The Swamp of Sadness? Well, where do you jump in, right? Because it is NeverEnding. <laughs> Fuck you. So anyway, <laughs> towards the end, Cyclops has his Alpha team uh, meet up, and then borrows Ileana from the New Mutants team, and they go straight to Westchester, where Cable's um, like mutant signature was pinging. But they're already gone. It's a bunch of dead, like Sentinel suit wearing well, racists laying around. It's scruffy head and nerve <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and but right before they leave too there's like this moment where nightcrawler bonds with cyclops where he's like hey how do you know she's this important and scott's just like because she's fucking gotta be man because like all the shit we've been through this is our hail mary she has to be like i'm trusting cable and then he's nightcrawler like, is like we are both men of faith yeah 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 just so like that, that moment yeah, just exactly. <laughs> exactly like Spot that. on impression. I sounded just like Alan Cummings. So the X-Men get to Westchester, and they're not... Cable is gone. He's already, like, on the run. And Scott's like, all right, well, we're going to split up. Magic, you take them, and I'm going to go back to Utopia with Pixie. And 
the next page is this awesome uh, double splash page of like Cable on the highway with two vans chasing him and the X-Men just porting in, smashing into like, and Wolverine straight up stabs one dude in the neck through the windshield. Oh yeah, they killed those guys. Oh yeah. And Nightcrawler's trying to act like. Oh, the van. They didn't. Well, because <laughs> they were actually dead. Nightcrawler's power vans. isn't good at killing people. He probably killed that dude too. He flew oh, through yeah, the windshield. He did. Yeah, he double kicked him. Yeah, like that, he drop kicked him through the windshield. That's a good point. That dude's totally dead. And also, both of Nightcrawler's feet are broken. <laughs> right. And Betsy stabbed the dude in the throat right in front of Nightcrawler. Like the driver. Betsy kills, and then Nightcrawler kills. Well, I thought it was with the psychic sword. No, that's a real sword. It goes right through the top of the car, right into the dude's throat. Oh, damn. Yeah, uh, but for sure, all the men in the car Wolverine and X-23 attack get murdered. And Nightcrawler isn't, like, aware of this immediately. And so, and right away, he's telling Betsy, leave one conscious so we can question them. And then even uh, Colossus, like, kills a guy. Because magic shows up in, like, a portal, and it's like, hey, not cool. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt. And he's like, shh. Because, <laughs> like, there's this cool moment. Like, you see him, like, punch the tire, and it pops it, and the van flips. Uh, that guy's totally dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, he killed the guy, too, because he got ported in, and he flies through the windshield. So if a Colossus is flying through the fucking windshield and hits you, you are dead. <laughs> yeah. There's this, like, weird thing with... Because in the comics, it's always, like, this big important thing that, like... Of characters being like, we don't kill people, and the people that the characters that kill people are like set apart. Yeah. From the one, but like in the movies, man, the only person who doesn't kill anybody is Spider-Man. Pretty much, yeah. Or at least who is trying not to kill people. <laughs> Captain America <laughs> throws, like, there's that scene in Civil War where he's like, "Oh, these guys aren't bad guys. We just uh, we can't kill them. We just have to hurt them." And then he throws a guy through concrete. Yeah. Or even just getting hit in the head with that shield. Yeah. Well, yeah. he knows the damage. He tries not to kill because he was stopping Winter Soldier in that whole movie from killing people. I love that scene. Where he's, like, tossing people down the stairs and Cap's, like, catching them. But, yeah. Well, during but war, he, he was straight shooting oh, yeah. people. It's war. No, but, all right, during that exact scene you're talking about, though, he smashes a concrete block over a guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is dead. Yeah, most likely. Captain fucking America. America's ass. <laughs> or, or he's at least brain damaged. That's yeah. okay, though. That's acceptable. Tax dollars at work. Anyway, so Wolverine has a guy, and he's questioning him, and he has he's doing that double claw, like, face between two of his claws thing, and he's, like, should be scaring the shit out of the guy, but the guy's just like, yeah, we're gonna kill all of you, and then X-23 just shows up and just stabs him in the face, and... Oh, she stabs and, her guy, standing next to Wolverine, because the dude wouldn't talk, so she stabs her guy in the face... Right next to him, so the guy's like, "Oh fuck, I guess I'll talk." Oh, it was weird because it just looked like one. Guy yeah, was I thought it was, it was. It looked like Wolverine's guy. I thought they killed hurt. that guy and then the new guy. Yeah, and then was it was like, like, a new "Holy guy. shit!" Yeah, exactly. Because Nightcrawler was like, "What the fuck?" But he says, uh, "Mind God." Yeah. <laughs> so he's a German. What translated? Yeah. What yeah. the fuck? <laughs> Nothing's like getting kinky. <laughs> <laughs> and then. It gets officially revealed that Bastion's behind it all. But if, if you're reading uh, X-Force during this time, they're actually setting up that all this is happening. That all these different groups are preparing to militarize. And basically, Second Coming is like X-Force failed. Because their whole thing was to stop all this, and Bastion outthought them all. It's Bastion. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I thought you never saw a never-ending story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Chapter 2... Uh, Brings us with Hope and Cable at Foodway, 
where they have all the employees like tied up and then a bunch of what looked like security guards just murdered. <laughs> and uh, she like takes too long. Uh, Hope takes too long, like staring at barrettes. And what? Barrettes. <laughs> barrettes. 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 <laughs> I like that drawing. So this is so weird. <laughs> Dotson's drawing on that was dope. I thought. <laughs> She's looking at barrettes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a beauty set, all right. It's got a brush in there. <laughs> yeah, he, it's the shittiest beauty set. Uh, it's a brush, a comb, and two barrettes. Three, three barrettes. It's yeah, probably, she only uses two of them. It's like one of those dollar store sets, you know. She says she's like this is well, for they're, kids. They're at a food way, not a salon. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like the comb doesn't even work. Yeah, uh, and so she's staring at it, and Cable flips out on her like. Hey, what the hell are you supposed to watch my flank? She's like, nothing's on your flank. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to get us a ride. And they go out, and she's hot-wiring her car. And I do like the the page where she's hot-wiring the car, because one panel, he's uh, straight up, and then the next panel, like, and you see her upside down. So the next panel of him, he's upside down, because it's from her point of view. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, because she's hot-wiring the car underneath the steering wheel. And then they get in, and they leave, and she's like, are you going to keep nagging me all day or are we gonna go and then like find somewhere else to be <laughs> and so they do that um she loves the hotel <laughs> that oh yeah that's great i like when they do that stuff because she didn't get a childhood so it's yeah cool to see her get that, that kind of stuff that normal people would she's get. like oh dope the bed vibrates cool <laughs> like can i have a bunch of quarters and uh it, and then she like raids the mini fridge and stuff like yeah. immediately you gotta pay for that shit it's expensive <laughs> yeah uh, and then cut back to the highway, and now Wolverine straight up, like, stabs a dude in the face, and Nightcrawler is still like, what the My shit? <laughs> and and, and even Colossus is like, hey man, there are more important things going on. <laughs> Maybe don't freak out. Uh, and so Nightcrawler calls Cyclops out, and immediately is like, Emma, fucking patch me in. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and... He's like, you You knew they were doing this, that they were going around killing people. You approved it. And he's kind of the president. Cyclops is like, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and you can yell at me when you get back, but right now, fucking do what I say. What can he? Yeah. Oh, dude. Right. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Right. So Nightcrawler's like, yeah, whatever. I understand. Uh, and then that takes us back to Cable and Hope. Uh, and they learn about the X-Men are in Utopia. Or that they at least went to San Francisco. And uh, then they get attacked while they're in the motel by the Purifiers. And that's uh, William Stryker's group. Yes. Which is also important because then... Uh... Oh, well, actually that's the next chapter because at the end of this, the Spoiler. New Mutants... The New Mutants... Sorry, I was laughing at Justin's phone's... <laughs> putting it right on the belt. <laughs> anyway, the new... It's like mutant, a grappling hook. That chapter ends with the spinning. new mutants uh, like descending down onto Cameron Hodges' factory that's building all these like smiley uh, war machine armors. Smile bots. Basically. Uh, so chapter three. Uh, William the Stryker... The emoji bots from Doctor Who. The emoji bots oh, from Doctor Who. Yeah. Kind of, but if people were in them... Yeah, like killers. Yeah, and one well, the emoji bots were killers. Yeah, yeah, but not on purpose. Kind of on purpose. 
Yeah, but in a like, we don't understand. <laughs> we must murder you to help you. Yeah. Anyway, so it becomes obvious that William Stryker and his purifiers are targeting the teleporters because immediately they're like, we need to rid of uh, the white devil, like target white devil. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and they end up... Racist. Right? And they end up shooting uh, Ilyana with some weird cursed magic bullet thing that sends her to hell. Uh, and then... That's just because she's the white devil. And then they start targeting Nightcrawler and they start hitting him with this weird concussion thing that makes it hard for him to teleport. And the New Mutants mission also isn't going so well as they're fighting Hodge. And Hodge, like, turns into some weird giant sentinel creature. Like, it, the robot body connects to his head and rips his spine out. And he that was pretty cool. integrates. And he's like, what's wrong, Captain or whatever? Like, you need to grow a pair. Because the guy was, like, worried that the New Mutants were winning. Uh, oh, he's and more then, freaked out the fact that the dude just had detached from his body. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is kind of weird now that I'm thinking about it that, like, so Nightcrawler's thing is teleporting. Yeah. And just everybody's so much better at it than he is. Well, cuz yeah, well cuz they're they're just more powerful. Like he has yeah. to be touching them and stuff. They could just make portals. Well, and he's got to he's got to see where he's going and he can only go up to 2 miles. And... I think he's got a better combative skill though. Because he, he can teleport in the battle and land punches whereas nobody else really does that. Honestly, I think well, Magic do, has like... the best teleportation out of anybody. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like his is that's what it's most used for. Like yeah, it's like quick. It's fast in battle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's basically super speed. Yeah, pretty much. Well, and plus, like he doesn't just because uh, his isn't really uh, like an instant teleporting thing. It's just he's is going super fast and opening a portal through the hell dimension, and then he's got to run and then fucking jump out. I mean, he's got to be exhausted. Does he actually have to jump, run in there? Yeah, he's got to like run from place to place. Really. Yeah. News to me. It's just in the regular world. He's... Yeah, but also, I, I think that they kind of just ignore that fact for, yeah. for the most part. Well, and I think it's, it's not like a conscious thing. Yeah. It's like his body takes over. I thought it was more like jumping in and jumping out. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, when he's carrying people, don't you think they'd remember holding his hand? No, I don't think he out? remembers. I think it's an automatic, because it happens so fast. I think it's like a subconscious thing. But what if he's with people who can't run? Like they're wounded. He's carrying them? Uh, maybe they, like, slide. Or he floats. Or it's not a very thought-out concept, and they just said... You're not a very thought-out concept. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, Wolverine turns to Angel, and he's like, Hey, they are well, are too well-organized, the purifiers, uh, because they're taking out their teleporters. They're like, we need this to end now. So Angel's like, Alright, tell everyone to get down. And then he turns into Archangel, and then he just starts killing everybody. And then he comes, he drops down, and then with his wings just cuts William Stryker in half. And again, Nightcrawler is like, what the fuck? Like, everyone is just being murdered. Yeah, he was not ready. I don't know why they even sent Nightcrawler out there without, like, a debrief or anything. Like, yeah, like, you, they had magic there. They didn't need him as a teleporter. And also, for as highly, like, thought out a Bastion is and everybody, they have all this high-tech shit for the teleporters. If they would have just used normal bullets... That would have been a lot better. Yeah, like a special magic bullet. He, for... Oh, like if they... Well, no, the magic bullet was to just hit her mid-teleport. <laughs> well, throwing a magic bullet. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> throwing a blender at me. <laughs> 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 I guess to chop up gunpowder in it. Um, anyway, also the New Mutants, toward the end of this chapter... Chapter. Chapter. chapter uh, towards the end of this chapter, 
their fights. Get out of there, south. you wabbit. And uh, it picks up. Like, it ends with Hodge, like, stabbing right into Karma's leg. And then Chapter 4 picks up, and she ends up losing that leg. He cuts it clean He's off. He's her with it. Yeah, without it. Yeah. Um, real fucked up. And then they're, the new mutants are just having a really hard time fighting Hodge. Until... <laughs> oh, and, oh yeah, until Warlock uh, destroys. Anyway, yeah. uh, also at the end of I've, three and in, into four, Warlock. like Rogue realizes she has like some sort of psychic link to Hope, because the X Men are trying to figure out how the hell all these groups are able to target Cable and Hope so well, and it turns out that Bastion's able to uh, locate the techno organic virus that's Cable's arm, so they're always able to be one step ahead. Meanwhile, Cable's shielding their presence because he doesn't know this, so he thinks that maybe there's a mole in the X-Men and that they can't trust the X-Men, at least until they figure out who that is. And Rogue, it turns out, is able to track Hope because of the bond they share. Because all the way back in Messiah Complex, Hope as an infant was able to bring Rogue out of coma. Yeah. Also, Rogue is souped up on, like, fucking everybody's powers. Oh, that is something she does, too, which is pretty cool, but it amounts to nothing. Yeah, because yeah, like, her Wolverine claws get broken like instantly. and Yeah, so... Maybe uh, if she took Cyclops off to blast. Scott, so. learning that magic is taken off the board, sends Ariel to take Rogue to meet with the main group. So she joins the Alpha team in the field so she can uh, help them find Cable and Hope. And then while they're... Like in route, a fucking jet comes out of nowhere and just shoots the uh, the SUV that Wolverine, Laura, and Ariel are in. Just Merc and Ariel. Somebody needs to buy Cable a cell phone <laughs> because all of his storylines could be easily avoided if they like called him and were like, "It just talks. Hey, dude, you like, where are you? We'll come pick you up." It's always him running from people while the X Men are looking for him because he doesn't know who to trust. And then when he runs into the X Men, he's like skittish. Yeah, like can I trust you guys? And it's like cool every time. <laughs> and it's like well, you're looking for us. Yeah, like you didn't notice <laughs> on the highway doing? when they showed up right behind you, and they stopped all the vans chasing you. Yeah. Also, he got old once and then never aged again. Because <laughs> right? he was with Hope for like 15 years and he never aged. Um, it, it's his powers, man. He keeps how he, he keeps the, so the techno organic virus back and age to a certain degree. Just like death he's is, stuck at fifty five. Death can't find him because he keeps on jumping. <laughs> that would be funny too, seeing Lady Death like look for him and just constantly just like, oh, where the fuck is he? Fuck. <laughs> um. Anyway, and then Warlock shows up and just he melds with. Uh, with Hodge and just takes over his body and corrupts him and kills him. And that's how the uh, New Mutants end up surviving that fight. Because they, they, they're able to beat the Smiley guys easy enough. But Hodge was a pain in the ass, apparently. Yeah, because they were way outnumbered. They didn't even want to go in there. But Cyclops said, do it anyway. Sacrifice well, yeah. for the team. <laughs> it was, well, it was not even just for the team, though, but for, for Hope. Yeah. Because they were just going to make more and more suits and they keep sending reinforcements. And that, and that uh, I can't remember who it was. Um, the guy who's just listening to him, listening to Cyclops about everything. Cannonball. Cannonball. Yeah, I love yeah. that line. He's like, we like, didn't get our orders, and then he like calls in. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't care what happens. Go in. He's like, yep, yes, sir. That's all I needed here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it uh, Bobby giving him shit? Like, man, that's a suicide mission. 
He's like, he didn't ask me. He gave me an order. I'll let you know when I get the next one. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was dope. I mean, but that's that's the point that the X-Men and Mutants out of the whole was taken to, though. It's it's all survival now. Yeah. Jetass is really... Uh, he's <laughs> really stepping up. He's really into the chain of command. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so Cable and Hope, they finally like get to uh, like a trailer park area, and they're able to catch their breath. But again, they still don't know how they're being tracked, and um, it's more purifiers show up. And they're getting ready to assault them, but then the X-Men get there just in time and then just decimate them, apparently, because the next panel, they're just out there waiting. So when Cable hears something and goes out, it's the X-Men. They're like, hey, man, we want to put the guns down because don't shoot us because <laughs> we're going to help you. Uh, and they explain what's going on, and then they realize, oh, it's the techno-organic virus that they're tracking. So they decide Cable's going to become a decoy with the main group of X-Men, and that rogue... Hope and Nightcrawler were going to teleport all the way back to Utopia. Telford Port. <laughs> Telford Port. Uh, and that, that's when Rogue samples everyone's powers and turns into, like, Mega Rogue. Yeah. Where she's, like, Colossus. Which doesn't do anything. And, like, she should have just taken Miss Marvel's powers again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, who all does she have? She has X-23, Wolverine, Colossus, and Angel, I think. And Psylocke. And Psylocke, yeah. But you don't even really see her use Psylocke's powers. Uh, and then she takes Nightcrawler's later. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then... Nightcrawler. So yeah, Cable sends Hope to go with them, and that ends Chapter 4. And 5 picks back up with the new mutants, and they're... But actually, you're seeing this kind of through Bastion's perspective at first, because he's like... You see that he's... He exists as sort of a central command, the way that like Scott is. They're kind of mirroring each other. And they're both just organizing these different groups. Um, and you see him, like, through satellites. He's keeping an eye on Utopia. He's keeping an eye on the New Mutants. He's keeping an eye on the main X-Men team. And on X-Factor in New York. And then he's like, okay, the X-Men are here. And sends a bunch of people there. But then he notices that, like, Nightcrawler and them are somewhere else. So he actually goes to meet them head on. And then you see, like, the New Mutants are in their Blackbird. They're freaking out because Shan's leg's missing and she's, like, bleeding real bad. And uh, Cyclops is like, fine, just come back here because we're going to consolidate power here and regroup at Utopia. And in Las Vegas, Bastion shows up and Rogue starts to fight him and Im almost immediately gets her ass kicked. That was a crazy kind of fight because i mean she gets back up but then she gets put right back down yeah but she gets back up <laughs> and they're never gonna keep her down <laughs> oh man two weeks in a row <laughs> a little bit bastion was badass though i mean rogue did punch right through his face yeah and then he just reassimilated a face yeah um it, it was weird though because when i read this before like i i had a fucked up memory of it thinking that Nightcrawler was getting ready to teleport Hope, and that Bastion ripped through him. But actually, it's the opposite. Bastion was getting ready to grab Hope, and then Nightcrawler is like, "No!" and he teleports into the arm, I know, so and then teleports away. Maybe teleport her away. Yeah, or like teleport behind her, yeah, <laughs> and like grab her, or like next to her. But he was like, "No!" <laughs> he just um, wanted to chop his arm off. <laughs> yeah, but like right in the center of his chest. And he teleports them straight to Utopia from there, which also, Vegas to Utopia is one hell of a jump. 
Yeah. But he managed Or is it? it? Apparently, <laughs> it's just two miles. So, he... Oh, man. He rips Bastion's arm off, and then, like, Bastion, like, kind of blows up a little bit. Like, he loses that whole half of his body and falls over. Then Rogue comes back to consciousness, like, oh, shit. That's not good. And then she leaves. Meanwhile, the rest of the X-Men are running out to the beachhead where Hope and Nightcrawler landed. And Nightcrawler has this sentinel arm just sticking out of the center of his chest. And then dies there. So that's he's a bad day for Nightcrawler. Yeah. It's a real bad day. The last day. <laughs> yeah. Until later days. And also, there's a there's a moment that's kind of fucked up Isn't too. Is he still technically dead? No. I mean, he's alive, but he can't like... He can't die again. He can't yeah. die and go to heaven again. So he's kind so of like actually immortal. Weird. He's immortal, yeah. Um, so that's the same as uh, already being dead. Uh, I guess. <laughs> uh, but there's actually kind of a fucked up moment between Rogue and Ariel, where Ariel says something while she's bringing her to, to the team, and Rogue's like, ah, we'll live. <laughs> and she does not. Yeah. But it becomes real obvious that it's a primary point of Bastion's plan to get rid of all the teleporters. It, it, I think they did a good job of showing how beaten down they are. Yes. When uh, Scott looks at the rest of the team and they're like, "Who was it this time?" Yeah. And that's and when they show up and it's like, "Who?" And then he drops his head and Wolverine pops his claws and he's like, "Elf," because he knows it's Nightcrawler. I, like I thought he was just really into the uh, the movie. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Like that, his claws were his boner for uh, Wolf uh, Wolf Harrell. It was sad, oh. sad death. Yeah, I shed a tear for Nightcrawler once again. Um, and then you do learn about these towers that Hodge is really worried about protecting, that they're trying to analyze and figure out. Uh, that Bastion has being set up around the place that are kind of secret. But that's that's it for the first five issues. Never thought about how loud the birds getting when <laughs> show up on their recordings. Oh wow. Yeah. I forgot, when I read this the first time, for some reason I didn't remember Nightcrawler's talk of he said he believes in her, like it was worth it. I th- always thought he said like he hopes it's worth it. No. But he straight up... Because he comes back around. Worth it. He, yeah. No, you said, uh, yeah, you said well, worth it, I believe in you. Because yeah. I thought he was like kind of not accepting of it, the first read, but yeah, he was totally, uh, he took the L. Yeah, no, it's, it's Wolverine who's like, you fucking, you're the reason my friend's dead. Well, and I think he respects Cyclops uh, believing in it because it's a faith decision, not like he, not like he's like, like, oh, like it has to be this. He's like, no, like if like because he's a faith-driven character, he respects yeah. somebody who's driven on faith. And it says a lot, I think, too, that he's more outraged at Cyclops about X Force than about the people in X Force killing people because it's like he probably expected more of him and was like, look, I know they do this shit, but like. You sanctioned it. You said it was okay. They used the word sanction so yeah. many times. Sanction, sanction, sanction. Yeah. Probably for that. I wonder if this was around the time of X sanction. <laughs> this is like they're trying to sell it. Because <laughs> yeah, they literally, I, how many times I said that, or it was said in there. But yeah, I think he took that as like, he couldn't believe Cyclops did it. And that's one of the mo- reasons he Because he was the moral leader of the X-Men. Yeah. Too, because if Cyclops was willing to go to these lengths, then he must really believe in this. Yeah. There's a cool, uh, um, like, bio thing at the end of the first issue where Bastion has like his own files and all the major players yeah, of the series. He knew where everybody was. Yeah, and he's like uh, like threat levels of everybody, like K-1, 
Cable and Hope were like an extreme and medium threat, and like Cyclops was a high threat. And he like points out that, uh, you know, his power is formidable, but what's more important is that apparently he's got people like Magneto and Namor subservient to him now. So that must mean something. Geometry powers. <laughs> and that uh, <laughs> when, despite like Xavier and Apocalypse trying to consolidate power, the only one who's succeeded was Scott. And that the X-Men are fighting for survival now, so they're much more of a threat than they used to be. Right. And then pointing out that, like, uh, X-Force is an extreme threat because they're obviously going a step further than the X-Men ever have, uh, but that it points out a weakness that Scott has because it means he's desperate if he's doing that sort of thing. And then he talks about, like, his own human cabal, which is crazy because they're barely even human. They're all cyborgs now. Like... William Stryker and Hodge and Trask and all them uh, about how he believes that they're the ones who are going to be the next wave of humanity and going to make them extinct now. So that Namor part was hilarious. We didn't say nothing about it. Also, I didn't know Namor's last name was Mackenzie. Yeah. That's his papa's name. Papa. (laughs) Papa. When he was like, get Namor to uh, stay here and protect... Utopia. He's like, oh, he's not going to like that. Well, tell him he's the strongest X-Man and we'll need him. And he's, he's like, like hmm, he's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he played him so. <laughs> it's weird, yeah, they don't really use his last name a lot. Yeah, it's weird hearing, uh, I, I feel like I just assumed he was Namor Submariner. His last name is <laughs> his Submariner. Last name is Submariner. Well, he's Atlantean. <laughs> I only knew that because, you know, random backstory issues of actual Namor comics where it shows his dad is... Something McKenzie. Yeah. But yeah, the Spuds I, McKenzie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess as an aside, there's some X Force uh, X Factor stuff going on because they have nothing to do with Utopia, but Bastion still wants to address them to wipe them off the map. And uh, so he's sending this weird, like, commando strike team after them because he's trying not to make it public because he doesn't want to draw the attention of the actual heroes. That are like, you know, mainstream, like the Avengers. And uh, they run like simulations and show that none of them would work. Um, but Bastion's like, fuck it, do it anyway. And so far, like at least in the first part of X-Factor, nothing really goes on yet. Just they bring up that they need to be addressed and that they're being targeted too. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, thank you for joining us for this issue of Mexmen. Uh, remember to check out the Facebook page and... Uh, I'm Tony. I'm Justin. Devin. All right. Bye.